93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, January 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Obviously, like you mentioned, Preston, everyone talking about the snow that's on the way. So a blizzard warning is in effect for parts of our area. It goes into effect at 7 p.m. tonight and continues through 7 p.m. on Saturday. The National Weather Service issued a winter storm warning for the coastal regions of New Jersey and Delaware. You don't hear that word blizzard kicked around that no. often. You know no, it's I mean? almost like nostalgia. Yeah. Well, and yeah. they also said, um, for I heard this morning, for the Jersey Shore that that's... Uh, that's not. It's odd that there's going to yeah. be a blizzard warning for yes. the shore that you don't often see that. Yeah. And what what, you, what was the name you were using yesterday? It was Cleveland Steamer or something. Yeah. Like that? No, the Saskatchewan oh. Screamer. That's oh. not what we're getting. <laughs> oh, okay. Not the Toronto yeah. Balloon Knot. Like right. You were no, this is the nor'easter that is happening. <laughs> it's not the Dizzy Gillespie. There's no. the Al- no. Alberta Clipper and yeah. Saskatchewan Screamer <laughs> and the Manitoba Mauler are the legitimate right. ones. And you can and go with uh, Toronto Balloon Knot if you if you prefer. That or the yeah, right. your it's, you know yeah. Most or the of, Little Rock Blumpkin. Most of the region, including most of <laughs> New Jersey. Rock. <laughs> most of that's okay. Most of the region, including including most of New Jersey and uh, southeastern Pennsylvania, are included in the winter storm watch. The nor'easter could bring up to eighteen inches of snow. The forecast is calling uh, for the Jersey Shore to get twelve to eighteen inches, six to twelve in South Jersey and Delaware, Philadelphia, and surrounding counties are looking at uh, three to six inches, and then Lehigh Valley is seeing only about one to three inches. So, Kathy, so most of what's going to happen is going to happen after. Second rush hour, right? Like like evening yeah, so rush hour. So right. so it's it's basically a weekend storm. Yeah, they're saying to try. Well, you know, it's seven o'clock. So if it's a normal rush hour, people are still on the road right. at that time. So try but, to leave early. But towards can. the end, yeah, they're yeah. saying if you can, you know, be off of the road by seven o'clock, and you know that way you can let the the well, crews just do their job. I got a six thirty reservation for dinner tonight. Right. <laughs> oh, nobody's going to be there. Or my uh, my belated birthday with some oh, friends. So. You know, it, it, I think you'll be fine because yeah, it's just yeah, the it's beginning stages. It's going to take several hours for. The real it's, stuff to and we're going to be moderate in this general area. Yeah. You, you'll probably be even even less, but I'll, 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 I'll say Prussia. this to have a uh, here's the big difference for I think well, forget what year it was, but the storms always hit Sunday night into Monday. Yeah, Sunday I night into that. Monday. They were, they were Every big stinking storm. Yeah, we were regularly coming and staying at hotels. Yes, so we yes. come into work, and they were b- major storms, <laughs> but they were happening Sunday into Monday. A weekend storm you can you can tolerate. I'm pretty good. Yeah, with that. This, yep. yeah, I don't mind this at all. Yeah, uh, in Atlantic County, officials will be enforcing the no parking ordinance on snow emergency routes. Cars not moved by 5 p.m. Friday will be towed. In Cape May County, public works crews haven't started brining, uh, but they will start. Salting County roads, they say, about two to three hours before the first flakes fall. Uh, the roads are going to be an issue once the snow starts to fall. Like we said, about 7 o'clock is when it's expected to begin. The heaviest snowfall will be from 2 a.m. until 10 a.m. on Saturday. Do they brine the roads to taste or is there a usual... <laughs> yeah, but it takes 24 hours. <laughs> Did you guys notice the amount of uh, salt yes. in the yes. parking lot yeah. on our yeah. sidewalk this morning? I, I mean, was it... crunching yes. on the way in. Yeah. Well, they have a lot of it here. Yeah, uh, they're using all of it. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the heaviest 2 to two a.m. to 10 a.m., but if you can stay off the roads past 7 o'clock uh, to let the crews do their job, that's what they're asking. The suspect believed to have shot three Houston Police Department officers following an incident involving a chase and a carjacking on Thursday afternoon is in custody following an hours-long standoff. Houston Police Department Chief Tony Finner said officers responded to a residence for a family disturbance call just before 2.45 Thursday afternoon. When police arrived, the suspect took off and officers
officers pursued the, sus- the suspect to McGowan, where uh, the suspect then crashed. That's when he started firing at the three officers. Two officers were self-transported, and the third officer was taken to the hospital mm. by the Houston Fire Department. Kath, I'm sorry. What, do, you, do you know what the disturbance call was? What, nope. Yeah. It just said it was a family disturbance call, you know, so probably, you know, some sort of dispute. But, yeah. I mean, so, like, listen, this is, and not to backtrack, but this is kind of what I was talking about yesterday. We were talking about, like, uh, Michael Rappaport and the shoplifters and stuff like that. Like, and that's why I was saying don't get involved because, you know, something as, as small and as little as a person taking a, a candy bar off of the shelf and put it in their pocket, you don't know what they have in them. And and so here's somebody who took, you know, the, the entire, you know, you know, on, on a police chase and starts firing at officers and it started as a, you know, sort of this domestic Dispute. I think it's okay. To, I yeah. think it's okay Call to step in now and then and yeah. and, and do. I, I I think you have to put it in context. Obviously, if you see someone who's you you can't tell. No, no. But in the but, case where if if someone is lifting a Charleston chew from Seven yeah. Eleven or or whatever, I think it's okay being, to say. By the way, yeah. hey, hey, yeah, yeah. And, and not being, expect you're going to go on a high speed chase. Exactly. But yeah. uh, you know, but if somebody's being assaulted or hurt, uh, yes, absolutely. Inter- yeah. You know, intercede at your you know at your own. Why right, they could have too. a gun too? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it's funny. I mean, uh, you know, I got a, a couple of uh, you know messages. I'm like. It's not worth a Snickers bar, but I'm not talking. You know, I'm not talking about somebody who's being assaulted on a subway train or you know anything along those lines. You know, you know, you want to be a good citizen as well. Okay. Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner said one of the officers was shot in the foot, another mm. shot in the leg, and then the third officer in the arm. Two of the officers are in their 30s, and one is in his late 20s. All are expected to be okay. The suspect, who was later identified as 31-year-old Roland Caballero, uh, carjacked a white Mercedes-Benz at gunpoint. That's when he fired multiple times at the officers. The officers did return fire after a standoff that lasted several hours, where officers tried to negotiate with him. Uh, he was taken into custody at 745 with his hands up, according to Houston police. Uh, he did have a gunshot wound to his neck and was taken to the hospital. The audio You can hear the audio of this all going down. It's pretty wild. Yeah. The latest software update from Apple now allows some users to open their phone with Face ID while wearing a mask, according to multiple reports. iPhone users have complained that when they wear a mask or covering for their face to protect themselves against COVID-19, particularly when running errands or going outside, they're unable to unlock their phones using the Face ID. Oh, you poor thing. You have to enter a code. Uh My goodness. It is annoying, though. What will you do? It's annoying, though, because it takes... Why can't you just hit... Like, I can't hit a button to just quickly open the code. Like, I have to wait for it to prompt me. I don't think you have to have the code on. I think you can turn, you you can turn, turn that function, features function off. off. So you can just, off. anytime you turn the phone Security. on, it'll be there for you. It also, well, yeah, but I don't ha- want to do that, have right? the phone long enough, <laughs> and all those features phone? will automatically stop working. Right. And, <laughs> and your facial ID will stop working. So don't worry. It'll shear all that away in time. Wait, but you laugh. But what if I lose my phone? Then they have access to no. everything in my right. phone. I know. I just was providing a solution for you. Uh, and you're like, I don't want to do that. I'm sure you don't want to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest that at all. That's, I mean, it's a solution. I don't think it's a... Viable solution. Yeah, I don't think it's exactly. a good solution. No. Right. You know, also, when you have um, uh, sunglasses that have, what's the word I'm looking for? Polarized, on polarized sunglasses. They, uh, Face ID does not work with polarized sunglasses. Well, and it's not just polarized sunglasses. No, it's, well, for me, I have polarized and non-polarized. I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, even if they're not polarized, um, not it's it's the shape of the sunglasses as well. That's what's throwing it off, because yes. I have glasses that have googly eyes in them, <laughs> and I it works every time. This is yeah. the very definition of first world problem uh-huh. here. This is this is ultimate first world problem. Of My course. face identification doesn't work, and I have to punch in 
four, six numbers that aren't even on a raised tactile pad. Do you remember where you have to go and we crank the phone and ask yeah. the operator, does she recognize us? Clara, yeah, yeah, yeah. can, you, can you ring Andy for me? Really impression? <laughs> <laughs> so now Apple's iOS... Yeah, pass me through to the convenience store, will you? Apple's iOS beta 15.4 update basically uses the function to identify the top portion I'm a mask. the top portion of the user's face to unlock their phone according to TechCrunch. The latest feature may also only be available for iPhone 12s or newer according to The Verge. They should give a novelty feature that allows you to do it with your nuts. You know like that's... <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun at a party? They're like fingerprints. Well, yeah, watch this. Wait, you know? if you set it up with that could there would, it needs to, I think there needs to be, there needs to be eyes. a face I think there needs to be eyes well, there's no two of them I think we need to try yeah, this. yeah we need to try it. okay so. now blink your nuts oh my god because the feature only uses half of a user's face it could potentially be less secure which is why Apple is allowing people to opt in or opt out uh, to use it Apple has been testing out face ID options with a mask since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic uh, in February of 2021 the company released a software update that allowed users to unlock a phone uh, as long as they were connected to an Apple Watch, the TechCrunch reported. Uh, Steve, you had mentioned the old crank phone, uh, which I, I, as a kid I thought was kind of fascinating. I thought that would have been neat to be able to do that. But so when, uh, um, uh, I guess it was AT&T, uh, where you would get your telephones from mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had the old stem phone, or I, I, I don't know what you called that. Uh, I forgot like what Like a cradle the- phone where you'd hold, you'd hold the thing and it had the... Uh- no, 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 no. It was it was a two parter. It was it was a novelty, but you could get it. So so you held up with the stick. You held the, you held the the part you spoke into. Yeah, and then the other part I had up one. to your ear. Yeah, I did I had, too. It was it was a blast. It was a pain in the ass after a while. <laughs> it was fun oh, at first, wow. but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a novelty. They made yeah, them yeah, as a yeah. novelty, and uh, I'm like, I want one of those. Yeah. It looks so cool. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I guess yeah, that that you would have gotten your phones from AT and T. I mean, I, I guess right from the phone company would have yeah, provided the phone, phone company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, the the old. Uh, I think immediately I think of uh, of Andy uh, uh, Mayberry, yeah, 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 of Mayberry, yeah, Andy Mayberry, yeah, yeah. Crank up the phone. So companies like now Apple, we have Face ID. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work with mask. But now, Preston, it does. I will tell you right, this: one right. of the, if you, what what you absolutely should enable on your phone is the ability a to locate. And also to uh, wipe the phone so that I, well, I've lost, I like I lost ner- an iPad. Oh, remotely? Wait, hold on. Yes. Yeah. So I, oh, I lost an iPad oh, okay. or it was clipped at a charity thing I was doing and I immediately wiped it and reset my all my passwords. That's good. No, but there's there's an option or at least there used to be where if there were so many attempts to open your phone, it would it, it erase. Would lock up. But when Jace was little, like yeah. I had to take that off because he tried to doing it. Yeah, he'd play with it and I, yeah. I don't want everything erased. Guys, I had a panic moment. Last night, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this. So, uh, my my son Carter had some uh, friends over, and they were, or maybe it was the night before. Anyway, somebody w- was making some noise, and and I go to bed earlier than everyone else, and I use a sound yeah. uh, app on my phone, the white noise. Okay, so I don't have it cranked all the way up, but I heard some noise in the hallway, and it woke me up. So I reached over, and I blindly uh, was hitting the volume to to crank up the the volume because it, it doesn't need, I don't need to open uh. it in order to crank the volume up. <laughs> And I had hit the power thing three times. Oh, oh no. That's the emergency oh, no. call. And I go, and I didn't hear the noise go up. And I look up and I see five, four, oh, no. three. So I'm like, no. Oh, my God. I'm calling the authorities right now. Have you ever heard the alarm go off, though? No. Okay, because I, I actually, on my bike, uh, twice, I called 911. Uh, because if you hold, I think, you know, the two volume buttons down at the same time or one of the volume buttons down at the same for a long period of time, it calls 911. But it also alerts you. It goes, and it does this, like, big uh, yeah, it's a siren. Yeah, it's a pretty loud on- noise. <laughs> 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 
And that's I, what yours does. I'm standing in the middle of Avalon, going, uh, talking to the 911 operator, saying, "No, I'm not in an emergency right now. Why? Where, where are you located?" No I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a panic. So. Yeah, well, you dodged a bullet. You can uh, you can set that power button to do a lot of things for you. Like yes. you can triple click it to get all sorts of stuff done. As, uh, but I don't know how to do all of those things. I just know that you can do those <laughs> things. Right. Just try around and see what emergency service. Yeah, yeah. I got on when we do the junk drawer. I got a really cool one that you've never heard of before. Right. Okay. Right. Right. That I'll reveal later on. Companies like Apple are creating new features to accommodate consumers during the pandemic. In October, Apple gave users the option to add a COVID nineteen vaccination card to their wallet app. Uh, to easily present. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. The Sixers beat the LA Lakers last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid has... 26 points and 9 rebounds, leading the Sixers to a 105-87 win over the Lakers team playing without uh, LeBron James. Tobias Harris scored 23 points, and Tyrese Maxey added 14 points and 10 assists. With the win, the Sixers improved to 29-19 and and into 5th place in the East, and they're only two games behind the Miami Heat for first place in the conference. The Sixers are at home again tomorrow night with a game against the Sacramento Kings. Tip-off is set for 7.30. The Flyers also play a team from California tomorrow before the Sixers game. They'll take on the LA Kings and will look to end their 13-game losing streak. The puck will drop at 1 o'clock. And the, in the NFL, the league championship games are on Sunday, and the winners will advance to the Super Bowl. In the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Kansas City to take on Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Kickoff is at 3 o'clock. The NFC has the late game with the Los Angeles Rams hosting their division rival, the San Francisco 49ers. Kickoff is scheduled for 6.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We got a lot happening today on this Friday with the impending snow on the way. We will have guests on the show. Alyssa Limpert, who's going to be performing at Helium tonight, will be joining us. And then we have Jared Freed, who's at the other place. He's going to be a punchline tonight. Yes. So we have both comedy clubs covered this morning. And we will have on this morning, uh, we had to kind of scoot him the other day, but Keith Yandel, Flyers defenseman, broke the NHL Ironman record by playing 965 straight games. Uh, so we'll chat with him about that milestone. It's huge. Absolutely. Personal record. The team, not so great. Uh, but uh, something to be proud of in a, a bit of a slump that's happening right now. So uh, that and more is taking place. Word of the Week Prize will give that away. Oh, and the great crappy cologne challenge <laughs> All right. is apparently yes. happening this the morning. sniff off. We were rem- reminiscing about uh, cheap cologne the other day. And so uh, Kathy went out and got uh, <laughs> 10 different flavors for us to sample. And we'll see if we can identify them by scent alone. Because they say, obviously, that is a very strong yes. um, uh, uh, sense for you. And yes. it's, uh, for remembering things, your sense of smell is very acute. Yep. All right, it's already 6.30. Oh, we gotta go. We should probably come right back. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Are you cool with that? All right. So we'll take a break. We'll come right back with the entertainment news and uh, stupid questions. So hang in there. We will not be gone long. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question this morning, we are going to give away a $50 Primo Hoagies gift card. And the question I have for you is, according to the first Austin Power movies, what is the Austin's middle name? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. According to the first Austin Powers movie, what is Austin's middle name? 215-263-WMMR. Birthdays today as we wait for your answer. Friday, January 28th, we'll begin with uh, writer Frank Darabont, uh, who is uh, Walking Dead. Writer, Shaw- director. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Director. Uh, a bunch of huge things throughout the years. He, well, Shawshank and The Green Mile. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, and, and uh, but he started, uh, he started punching up scripts and then started, you know, uh, with his own scripts and then progressed to directing. He's a great man. Yep. Uh, Steven, as I'm glancing at the birthdays, I think you mentioned this off air. Uh, yeah. Uh, Barbie Benton's birthday. Too. Barbie oh, Benton. Right. We were no, talking no. about we were talking about uh, Hugh Hefner and this uh, documentary that's out and uh, about the the Playboy Mansion. And Steve was saying that the one gal that really stuck with him uh, that uh, that he really never lost any feelings for was well, Barbie, Benton. Barbie Benton. Yeah, so yeah. that was his his longtime girlfriend. It's a series on A and E, and it's it's kind of basically ripping the lid off of what was going on at the Playboy Mansion. But it, what what is made clear is Barbie Benton was. Was his absolute favorite. Uh, she's 72 today. Uh, this actor, I had to look him up and then I realized who it was. His name is Tom Hopper. If you watched uh, Umbrella Academy, he played Luther. Ah. Uh, he is 37 years old today. Can't wait for that to start back up again. Uh, Elijah Wood also turns a year older today. Super talented. Yep, he is uh, 41 years old. Uh, let's see, Mo Rocca from The Daily Show, John Stewart, 53. Today. I always think of how we got him in trouble, or almost got him in trouble. Yeah. But then we had him back. New, yeah, we had him back. Yeah, we had both those guys in. Elijah Wood, I think, twice came Yeah, came he here, signed yeah. my Lord of the Rings uh, DVDs. Uh, here's a guy. Sign case, cases memorabilia. Uh, here's a guy we've had on uh, a few times as of late. It's Alan Alda's birthday today. Ah, yeah. just had him on recently for his uh, podcast. Yep, he is 86 years old today. Uh, Nicholas Sarkozy, former president of, excuse me, of France, is uh, 67. Wasn't his brother married yeah. to one of the uh, Olsons? Well, married or at least dating? I think they were married. Yeah, I don't know the hell. Ah, who Wait, was knows? that the old guy? Yeah, yes. with the old cigarette chain yeah. smoking mm-hmm. guy that she married. Uh, he is sixty-seven. Uh, Ariel Winter, Alex Dumphy on Modern Family. Yes, uh, she is only twenty-four years old today. Oh my God, I know, right? Uh, Will Poulter. Uh, he came by the camp out for hunger one year. It was great. Uh, from uh, We're the Millers, Chronicles of Narnia, uh, Maze Runner series. Narnia. Narnia. Uh, he is twenty-nine, and then the big birthday to announce today: Nick Frickin' Murphy. Yeah. Our video guru, star of the YouTube series, Continue, celebrates his 39th birthday. Whoa. Oh, that's a big one. 
said he is. still feels 25, though. And he should, and he probably will for his entire life. Play a little Weird Al for him. He's a huge Weird Al fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, uh, same thing. I had a birthday earlier this week. I don't feel my number at all. No. Physically, I might feel my What's number. What's your sleep Mentally, number? I don't. My sleep number is 85. Okay, I'm a 90. It's like golf. When you can, yeah. you know, when you can shoot your age. Oh, yeah. When your good. sleep number is yeah. your age. You know, it's a special moment that happens. Uh, Nick Murphy, happy birthday to you, sir. We love you very much. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What is Austin Powers' middle name? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Bob for the answer. Yo, Bob, good morning. Yo, Gadzooks, guys. How Gadzooks. You doing? We're doing great, Bob. So what is Austin yeah. Powers' middle name, please? It's Danger Danger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hang on a second. Bob got himself a $50 Primo Hoagies gift card. Big games, big parties, and it isn't just football. It's an experience, so don't settle for an average catering tray. Make it Primo. You can order now at primohogies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It is a primo. Uh, we'll start with the story about Emma Roberts. She's enjoying a beautiful reset. Oh, that's awesome. Following her breakup with actor Garrett Hedlund, and we recently covered his... Uh, his drinking issues. Yeah, I mean, he's had a couple of run-ins with the law. Yeah, he was uh, arrested for public intoxication just a couple of days ago, right after the breakup with Emma. Less than a week after that split, she shared photos on Instagram relaxing at the Hacienda Alta Garcia luxury resort located in the Talamanca Mountains in Costa Rica. It's so good to see you, Miss Roberts. Uh, Roberts wrote... We well, uh, had a problem with your marriage. The most beautiful reset possible in my new favorite place. The most magnificent setting. The Would kind, you like a margarita? The kindest people... <clears throat> excuse me. The most mind-blowing experiences. Oh, man. Oh. You're getting wor- you emotional. Oh, my God. This, so this woman who went through this is now... Oh. In- God, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I just, I love people who are in love. Oh, I got something stuck in my throat. I told myself I went. Uh, I thought you were doing your Alec Baldwin impression for a second. You got really low. And- I thought you were bringing up part of your bo- Rocky impression. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, my Alec Baldwin impression. Uh, here it is. Uh, not very good. No, I had some. I had something. You just got sad. You know, Chad, you, you had love. I had love, love stuck in my is that what it was? throat. We got love. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a meatloaf song. <laughs> <laughs> I got love stuck in my throat. I got love stuck in my throat. He's got love. I got love stuck in my throat. He's got love stuck in his throat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my and God. I've had many things stuck in my throat, but it's the first time for love. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um. Uh, the couple called it quits earlier this month after three years together. Uh, they do share a son, so it's too bad that they're going through that. And just, he was just born a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bad. Yep. We all share a son, actually. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the son in the, the sky. The, the soul. Yeah. yeah, soul. Soul. Uh, that was very profound, Preston. Thank you. <laughs> Wrong music. I, get, yeah, I was I, going with soul music. Sorry, man. Yeah. All right, well. I got you, bro. <laughs> anyway. Bro? Bro. <laughs> It's a new one. I can't call Gandalf bro. Yeah. Oh, he's a brew. He's yeah. a brew. Yeah. Because he's a wizard. I appreciate that distinction. Gandalf <laughs> the brew. He almost got it, and two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> hey! Yes! See what I did there? Stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a fun freaking day. All right. 
Uh, Charlize Theron uh, shared a rare photo of her daughter on Instagram yesterday. Stop that. The Oscar winner included an image of 7-year-old August and 10-year-old Jackson in a post. Uh, These are both her daughters. I I said singular a moment ago, but uh, dedicated to her mom, Gerda's birthday. Gerda? They are, uh, she was born in... Africa. South Africa. Yeah, South Africa, yes, yeah, right? That's correct, yeah. Um, yeah and I Gerda saw, yeah. is as common as Joe. Oh. <laughs> is it? Didn't know that. No well, I, so I have a friend from South Africa, and his name is Hercules. Oh, he's wow. The, yeah, he's the only Hercules. Is he actually the god? He is not. Well, Demigod? I don't think. I, I have think a very so. good friend from South Africa. His name is Mike. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're not all. <laughs> these uh, out of the ordinary this names. This is Thor, and of course you know Apollo. Yeah. And Mike. And, yeah, Mike. and Mike. Yeah. Mike. Mike over here. Well, that's like a <laughs> and this is Bane. <laughs> Uh, the former Eagles lineman Halapuli Vati Vaitai, his, his first name is Halapulavati, and I think his brother's name is Joe. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Gerda, by the way, has her arm wrapped around Jackson as they smile for the shot, and in the <clears> tribute she wrote, I want to share with you all, uh, I want to share this with all of you because uh, anyone who knows her knows her utterly awesome, it's uh, how utterly awesome it is to stand in her sunlight. She is truly life, she says, so... Uh, let's see, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet may have split earlier this month, but there's still uh, nothing but love between the Game of Thrones alum and his stepdaughter, Zoe Kravitz. On Wednesday, Momoa shared his support for the Batman star, writing, So proud, can't wait, March 4th, love you, Zozo. So how, uh, okay, so how old is, um, how old is he and how old is Zoe? And I wonder if he actually legitimately, mm. like when they were married, if if he went through the process. Becoming a stepdaughter, adopting her as a stepchild. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Adopting her as his daughter, no, because it still says stepdaughter. They're they're only nine years apart. Jason is 42 and uh, Zoe is uh, 33. It's kind of wild, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Kravitz replied with, uh, I love you. (laughs) So that's what she wrote. Nicolas Cage is a fan of the goth life. In a recent interview with the Los Angeles Times. (laughs) <laughs> the 58-year-old actor revealed Can't that, quite explain. that he has a pet crow named Hoogan. This what? is Hoogan. Uh, <laughs> Hoogan. Who lives in the geodesic dome what? at what Cage's... What is going on in this story? Listen to this. It gets better. Uh, Follow ge- me out to the geodesic dome. <laughs> I'd like to meet Hoogan. He lives in a geodesic dome at Cage's Las Vegas home and that he picked the pet... Yeah, i got to get on the monorail first. For a particular reason. He said crows are very intelligent and I like their appearance. Hi, Nicholas Cage! He said the Edgar Allan Poe aspect. I like the goth. Uh, I like the goth element, and I am a goth. He said. The star of the upcoming unbearable weight of massive talent, where Cage plays a fictionalized version of himself, added that the crow sometimes yeah. speaks to him. He says he has taken to calling me names. It's comical, at least it is to me. He said when I leave the room, he'll say bye, and then he'll say ass. Uh, so he shared that he has a four-year-old Maine coon cat oh, okay. named Merlin as well, and a second feline named Tigra. Wow, man! In, in many ways, he's he is like a, like a goth yeah. teenager who has yeah. like you know the the snake in the tank and the. Uh, Exotic pets and a, and a geodesic dome he has. He's getting ready to play Dracula uh, in the upcoming horror movie Renfield. Uh, the self-proclaimed goth will begin shooting Renfield next month and shared some of his hopes for the film in his Los Angeles good. Times interview. <laughs> That's what he hopes for. Yeah. He said, the key, I think, is movement. He said, I saw a movie called uh, Malignant. And uh, the director, James Wan, and the actress created this choreography that was terrifying. So I'm hoping uh, to do something like that where Dracula can either glide or move like Sadako in Ringu. 
Yes. Okay. So, um, Malignant, I can highly recommend it. James yeah. Wan movie. I, I know Nick Murphy and I were, were talking about it. It has one of the most bizarre. You can either go two ways on the reveal at the end, and you go, oh, my God, this is stupid, or you can go, holy hell. Yeah. I chose holy hell. It's an amazing movie. Cage is married to uh, Rico Shibata, the 27-year-old actress. is the Oscar's fifth wife. Uh, the pair who wed on February 16th are expecting their first baby together. Okay. Uh, the child will be Cage's third, by the way. His son is very goth. Yes, yes. His, his so. eldest son. Very much so. Literally looks like a vampire. Yep. Literally. Yep. <laughs> Suki Waterhouse subtly shared her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, shaded her ex-boyfriend, Bradley Cooper, on TikTok Wednesday. Oh, Using the filter that makes the user look like a bearded man, Waterhouse wrote, Can't believe I let someone who looks like me with this filter break my heart. Uh-huh. Uh, if anyone wasn't sure who she was referring to, the singer liked a user comment that identified her famous ex. The two were together from 2013 to 2015. So many good and productive things are achieved through social media. I know, aren't they? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, let's. See, how about this? John Mulaney and Olivia Munn are reportedly in it for the long haul. A source close to the actress told E! News, Olivia and John have become much closer since the birth of their son. That always uh, helps, I think, if you're in trouble. The relationship's kind of a skittish. Bring a child into it. Uh, They're very committed to each other and raising their son together. Olivia is smitten over John and loves seeing him as a dad. Uh, the insider and Olivia is in it for the long haul. She really loves John and is excited about their future. <laughs> so, well, there have been rumors that maybe they weren't doing so great. So they're just kind of uh, saying that. Uh, yeah, I think it's that probably go. a lot. Now, you said he mentioned it during his stand-up as to go through what he went through mm-hmm. and the rehab, and then it is kind of an emotionally jarring thing then to come right out to a child. Yeah, yeah. The setup for it isn't great. Yeah. Coming out of a, a, another relationship, going into rehab, meeting her, and then they having a child together. That's, that's a lot. I'm not saying it's going it's doomed to fail. I'm just saying that the premise to this relationship is not uh, traditionally a strong one. It is, but I guess the argument could also be made that, that maybe this is a new direction that I can focus sure. on as opposed to my demons before. And maybe it's I possible. can maybe I can make this it's possible what I focus on. I think on. they both could benefit from spending some time on the WMMR rock shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the new Nick Great yeah. deals to be yeah. had. Yes, we there are. Great <laughs> deals to be had. Use the code SHOP. Uh-huh. Uh, Rupert Grint returned to Instagram after a year-long hiatus. Uh, the Harry Potter star posted a picture of his one-year-old daughter sitting in a uh, small director's chair with Servant Season 3 written on the back. And he also wrote, thank you all for watching the HP reunion. So fun to look back. Oh, it was and great. To, and to share some of those memories with you all. Has anyone seen the uh, season premiere of Servant no, yet? I'm, I might get this started weekend. on that this week. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. So Does that it. mean uh, he's back in town? Do they Are they filming here again? Or are they filmed already? I, no, they, 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 it's they're done. in the can. I, I don't okay. know if they're completely finished, but they've started to release those episodes. Gotcha. And, you know, they're so slickly produced, i got to imagine they were all done well in yeah, advance. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hold on, Marissa is pointing downwards at her crotch, and that means... <laughs> they are back in town. Oh, they're back in town. I'm sorry. Season four. Oh! Right. They're filming they're doing season, season four, four right now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and the final season. Uh, That's okay, what yeah, Night right. Shed Night said, Night Shed, Night said it'd be four seasons. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they're usually spotted at, like, all over Rittenhouse Square and that area. Dude! Get your ass in here! Wow. Rupert Grint. I know. 
If you're listening, if someone knows him, we love this show, and we love him and, and all things Harry Potter and all that stuff. And Mr. Weasley have been so impressed with his yes. work on this show. He's I would great. love to talk to him. I know they don't talk when they're working. So but... here's the thing: Apple doesn't allow them. It's, that, that's literally what they, they told they me. Apple, go. Apple will not allow them to do interviews while if you Apple Hummer. If you, that sucks. Okay. I'm switching to a Commodore 64. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, uh, they're in town. Well, that's cool. Then uh, let's see. The Twilight films were so popular that Taylor Lautner was afraid to go out in public for a decade. Oh my God, that tears me apart. The actor told the Today Show on Thursday, "I went uh, so many years either not leaving my house, or if I did, hat, sunglasses, and just like feeling scared." Uh, but it built up something inside of me where... Like um, a strong blister, right? I didn't know it, but I was scared to go out. I'd get super anxious to go out, so I just didn't. Did he turn his back on the humanity? I guess he's going out now. Yeah, he's no, in a new movie. That's why. That's why okay. they're talking to him. Okay. Uh, but is he going out in the uh, in the public? I think, he, I, I think I asked him to keep a journal and let okay. me know. All right. Um, how about this one? Uh, Ali Sheedy. Uh, who is uh, in that show we recently found out about? I don't have it in here. Yeah, it's on Freeform. Uh, but anyhow. Sheedyville. She's actually might be doing some interviews. We might get her oh, on. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love love Ali Sheedy. Uh, she revealed to Page Six that although The Breakfast Club was, quote, nothing but a gift, uh, she didn't like her character's makeover at the end of the film. Uh, she told the outlet it was uh, uncomfortable even when we were filming it. It was one of those things, though. It was the 80s, and we got to take this young woman who seems like a crazy person and make her into, you know, somebody pretty or whatever it was. Uh, she said, but I agree, Allison is much more delicious before the hair bow goes on. I love that character. I love that movie. Uh, she, she was goth. Yeah, Pre-goth. Yeah, she was, um, uh, and and some of those sensibilities were, Ali Sheedy was kind of, she wasn't like that yeah. fully, but she loved embracing that type of uh that type of character. It was she really dug that yeah, and really it, fought to be that character. The transformation, by the way, is, is kind of elaborate for what they had at the ready in the library. Yeah. Like it's a complete makeover. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a single drunk female? Is that the name of the show? <clears throat> I think you're the, right. Yeah. Yeah. I heard really good things about that show. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's uh, really entertaining. Wasn't there an extended scene during that makeover, Preston, where they actually performed liposuction? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't see that. Yeah, using a shop vac. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So, uh, wow, single drunk female. All right, I might have checked that out with her in there. By the way, I watched a show per uh, Marissa's suggestion last night, the right. first episode, uh, which is um, the Royal... Uh, the, um, uh, the, Righteous Gems? Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Oh, my God. Great show, right? Oh, my God. A lot I've of heard great things about it. Watch one episode, and I'm like, in. Yeah. Did you say a in. lot of dong? A lot of dong. Yeah, Marissa pointed that out a week or two ago. There's a lot of male, full frontal nudity, and... Uh... But but it's but funny and yeah. and and some moments that Dude, are horrifying at the gets, same time and it gets dark. I'm like six or seven episodes into season one. It's on HBO Max. And yeah, it's, it's really really good. Dude, and it's like it's loaded with great people. Yeah, uh, because you know you've got um, uh, 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 my, Walton Goggins, John Goodman, uh, um, um, Danny McBride, Danny McBride. Yeah. Danny McBride is so good. Yeah. It's great. He's yeah. he's fantastic. He's the, he's the main preacher, right? <laughs> but I mean, Danny well, McBride is the son. He's the son of, yeah. the, of the of the of John Goodman is the main preacher. I gotcha. Uh, but it's. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to it then. It awesome. Really, really good. Man. Yeah, Steve, in some Steve, respects, yeah, it's like. You'll dig it. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. make fun of, like, uh, you know, the Kenneth Copelands of the world. and, and Oh, he, big time. He, yeah, it's up your alley. Yeah, I see that they got the uh, the, 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 the father jets. and son Learjets. Yeah. Yep. 
So, uh, anyhow, Marissa, thank you for the suggestion. I, I love it. I'm all in on that. I always love a good dong show. All right, and then uh, you guys will love this. Kim Kardashian skims are now valued at $3.2 billion, according to a recent Bloomberg report. Yeah. So let me ask you, Kathy, have you ever have you ever worn them? Have you ever have you, you seen them out and about? Are they are they worthy of a three-point-whatever-billion-dollar empire? I haven't worn hers. I haven't ordered any of them. I mean, I, I wear similar products, mm-hmm. right. um, just not hers, but, I mean, it's... Uh, like a lot of people wear them, so she, you know, they're they're smart. Whoever's guiding her, or if it's the her, marketing, I mean, yeah. she's yeah. smart. Yeah, the uh, I mean, shapewear is a big. They're they're uh, marketing shapewear for men now. I don't know if you've seen these commercials so, so, on like Instagram and stuff like. Is that. it basically like 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 uh, it's a girdle? The, yeah, remember no, Preston it, years it, ago? It, they, it, it is a non not as. Bulky. Yeah, it's not a it's Spanx. You they, know what Spanx are, yes. Steve, right? Yeah, they used to sell, is. you remember, I think who was it? Buster Crab used to sell it, Preston. It was a t shirt that had like a uh, like a thing that would pull in your stomach. Oh, really? Do you, yeah. No. It, it was the weirdest looking thing. And it was, it, to me, it's like an extension of what this is now. Right. Yeah. It seems to be that. I don't it's know just, what you're talking yeah. about. Have you guys seen the ads for uh, men's t shirts that are supposed to accentuate your. Your pecs and your arms? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, supposed yeah. to be. I think it's a. Here's the deal. It just looks like a shirt. I think it's. I think it's. If you if you're Jack, here's the deal. I think it's gonna look good. They do the same thing to us, and well, we just we just fall for it. We're like, oh, this is gonna make us look skinnier. We'll take it. It's not just. It's not for people who are Jack. Like they're marketing to people to make you look to hide the pouch and all that. Everything that they every time they show it. It's like it, it. It just looks like a regular shirt. It looks like a nice shirt. Yeah, yeah. A little like V neck, you yeah. know. So, all right. But anyway, uh, and and so Kathy, yes, this same type of marketing. It's the They're same. hitting the guys up now. Yeah, you guys just aren't falling for it yet. No, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I, I just wear my skims. One last story. E News revealed the full list of A list celebrity guests for NBC's tribute to the late Betty White, uh, according to the outlet uh, President Joe Biden, Drew Barrymore, Valerie Bertinelli, Cher, Ellen DeGeneres, Jimmy Ooh. Fallon, Tina Fey, Tracy Morgan, Goldie Hawn, uh, Ted Danson, uh, Anna Gasteyer, Jay Leno, Anthony Mackie, Joel McHale, Gene Smart, and Mary Steenburgen will appear on Celebrating Betty White, America's Golden Girl, on Monday, January 31st. Uh, former co-stars from uh, Hot in Cleveland, uh, Jan Leaves and Wendy Malick will also appear, as will White's Mama's Family co-star, Vicki Lawrence. Wow. So, um, uh, Anthony Mackie is yeah. there because the original show was going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Betty White. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. No, I wonder what his connection is to, yeah, uh, to her. I, I, I guess curious. He, uh, they yeah. must have worked together at some point, or maybe he's just a huge fan. So, um, that's cool. So, that's on, on Monday if you want to see that. All right. Um... Friday. You got two things. Yeah, we got clips and movies opening this weekend. Beautiful. <laughs> we will begin with Fallout, a drama starring uh, Jenna Ortega. Maddie Ziegler, uh, Niles Finch, uh, bolstered by new friendships forged under sudden and tragic circumstances, high schooler Veda begins to reinvent herself while reevaluating her relationships with her family, friends, and her view of the world. Uh, running time is an hour, 32 minutes long. It's rated R. Streaming now, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a nice, beefy 93%. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Ice Age, <clears throat> The Adventures of Buck Wild. It's an animated comedy. Stars Simon Pegg, Justin Machado, and Utskarsh uh, um, 
Ambudar, uh, Ambudkar. That's yeah. how you say his name, Ambudkar. So the Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild continues the hilarious escapades of the Sub-Zero heroes as they create more prehistoric pandemonium. Eager for a little independence, thrill-seeking possum brothers, Crash and Eddie, set out to find a place of their own, but soon find themselves trapped beneath the ice in a massive cave inhabited by dinosaurs. What number Ice Age movie is this, by the way? Got to be five, five. Yeah. at least, I would yeah. imagine. Have you guys seen the um, previous word? The animation looks cheaper than oh, some of really? the other ones. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's maybe, uh, Preston, is it going to the theaters or is it just Disney Plus? Uh, it is streaming now. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Running time is an hour and 38, rated PG, uh, no score available for that film. That's not a good sign. And All then right. finally, Clean, a crime drama that stars Adrian Brody, Glenn Flesher, and Richie Merritt uh, opens this weekend. A tormented garbage man named Clean tries to live a quiet life of redemption, but when his good intentions make him the target of a local crime boss, he must soon reconcile with the violence of his past. Uh-oh. Hour and 34 minutes long. Rated R. Theater release and streaming today. It's a 40% at Rotten Tomatoes. All right. And that's it. Yes. Clean stinks, I guess. I don't know. All right. uh, Thanks, Iraq. All right. So we have these things coming up. Oh, clips. Yes. Sorry. It's a twofer. I forgot. Uh, All right. So we have this. Buck, Crash, and Eddie trying to keep the lost world from being overtaken by dinosaurs in the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. In this clip, Lori Forte talks about why they focused on the character of Buck. What we wanted to do this time around is we wanted to start a new chapter, but it's still the Ice Age movies. We just wanted to focus in on characters that we loved that we never really had an opportunity to spend that much time with. We love Buck. We love Simon Pegg. We love Crash and Eddie. And we thought that in order to focus on them, we couldn't do it in a movie with 18 characters. Thing sucks! Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild is available on Disney Plus now. And here's the next clip. Attendees at a high school reunion remember a grisly murder differently Ooh. while the murder is, murderer is still at large in the after party. In this clip, producer Chris Miller talks about how it was to create the show. It was a huge challenge, obviously, you know, to make every episode its own individual movie. And from a narrative challenge, uh, absolutely. But from even just from a production standpoint, each episode had its own unique lighting style and lensing and camera work, costumes, music, everything was different in every episode. Shut the f- so you can stream the after party on Apple TV Plus now, by the way. All right. Now we're done, right? Done? Yeah, yeah. All right, that's it. All right, so we done have done. on the show today a bunch of things going on. We're going to have uh, comedian Alyssa Limparis on. Uh, she's going to be at Helium. Um, then you have uh, comedian Jared Freed, who's going to be at Punchline. We're going to talk to him later on. And yeah. also Keith Gandel. Uh, from the Flyers, who broke the NHL Ironman record, played 965 straight games. Pretty incredible feat. It needs to be celebrated. Yeah, most definitely. So we'll talk to him as well. Uh, and when we come back, uh, the Cheap Clone Challenge. The Great Sniff-Off. We're going to try this yes. in a moment and see how we fare. And uh, we got some other things to give away. Hang in there. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay put. Kathy Romano can't taste chocolate or wine. And this just might be her personal hell. Take this journey with her on the latest Daily Rush. So, the other day, we got on a discussion of uh, clones and scents and things like that. I forgot how that even kicked off, but but we were reminiscing yeah, a little the bit. the story directly pertained to it, and it was yeah. some, some development. Uh, but, yeah, you, you can't help but nostalgically look back at the clones you've 
you've gone through. Yeah, yeah, because your signature scents, especially in the uh, uh, in the adolescent years when you're trying to get laid. Uh, well, yeah, when you're first starting to like, uh-huh. I remember when even before quote unquote getting laid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, when I was a t- early teenager, I'm like, I you know. I started to do those things that might attract to uh, uh, be attractive or what I thought would be attractive. Or, and when you saw your the dad, sex. your dad just go, you know what yeah, they on in the afternoon. But, but I had got, I, I would get to, you know, those little sample kits of, of various cheap clones and try them on and, you know, the whole thing. I remember, and Steve, you'll, I think this will appeal to you, like in high school, the, the, all of a sudden girls would start to smell my neck. And I was oh, like, oh, I nose. like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, 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 Their nose is close to where... I breathe. Right. That's cool. Oh, right. You should put some on my Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. 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 I couldn't sure. help notice that your taint smells enchanting. Oh, wait, well. So, uh, anyhow, we thought that it might be... the best tea bag I ever had. It, I, I had stated that I think that I could identify some of those older scents. And, uh, Is it because you tried a lot of them, or you just think yeah. you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did as and, well. And the ones that were in my my the dad's bathroom that, you know, like you said, we would, you know, smack the face after shaving yeah. and stuff, and I would just the whole room would smell like that, and I just remember all those scents. And you, as you said, Steve, uh, your olfactory senses are the strongest at triggering memories. memories. Yes. I mean, you can have vivid memories from a very specific scent. Scents are very complex. And it's astonishing how you, um, you know, you'll catch a whiff of something, whether it be a food or a fragrance or something like that, and, and you, you, you almost, it's almost like you're jarring. Like, oh, yes. You're, you're transported. Right. It's like that scene in uh, Ratatouille where he takes a bite of, mm. of the Ratatouille and boom, immediately goes back to being a little kid. Yeah. Right. I remember one time I was, I was driving uh, down the road and it was in the summertime and this overwhelming wafting scent of uh, honeysuckles. I had driven by some oh, honeysuckles, yeah. came in the car, and I was I was transported <laughs> immediately to a time in my life. It's so wild the way that it works. Yeah. So in the collection of clones, like I remember, I had you would you would wear what a, if you were seeing a girl, what she wanted you to wear because yes. you, you, you wanted to make <laughs> yeah, her happy. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember getting a starter cologne from my mom years uh-huh. ago, and and then you. So I wear now the two scents that Claire likes me to wear. So, uh, uh, Steve, I texted. So, uh, my ex boyfriend from college, um, he would wear jupe, and I uh, loved it. And so, now that you're uh, you're saying this, I'm guessing he continued to wear it because I liked it. But I sent him a picture yesterday, and he was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> wow, wow. Well, let me ask. So, so your what's your um, what's your nasal ca- capability right now? Because you lost your sense of smell uh, with oh. the COVID. Where, where do you stand right now? Yeah. So the scent is um, definitely coming back. Uh, it's it's like it's pretty good, um, and my taste is starting to come back as well. Right, I actually good. went out to dinner last night and could taste what I was eating. That's a wow. wonderful thing. You know what, Jupe? I probably won't be able to identify uh, that. No? One I'm not familiar. So there's with. no way yeah. there's no way you guys tried all of these. Right. So we we actually have ten colognes. Yeah. So we're we're gonna do we're gonna uh, do a test here. Yes, oh. Kathy. Yeah. Well, I, so I. I just wanted to um, thank the <clears throat> person that helped us out with this. So um, it's a guy named Ali, and he. Did you smell Marissa? I smell Marissa. She smells like all of them. Marissa came in and brought yeah. us coffee grounds. I'm sorry to interrupt, but she <laughs> smells like she smells like all of the colognes. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, and thank you, Marissa, for uh, doing this because if I were to have to spray those, I would have to go home. I'd have like a migraine yeah. headache. Okay. But anyway, I want to thank um, Ali from Perfume Island. Uh, it's a little. It's a kiosk. 
Musk in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. He used to be in King of Prussia and Exton Malls. Um, those locations have closed, but he kept Plymouth Meeting open for 23 years. Whoa. Wow. Um, and he's actually closing his kiosk. He said he's going to be there through Valentine's Day. It's okay. He's moving to um, Fort Myers, Florida, and he oh. has uh, three shops that he's opening there. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah, so he said um, he's going to have some deals and stuff like that. He has, you know, he has all of this stuff that we're using, but he also has, like, nicer uh, and harder to find perfumes and cologne. So if, uh, you know, you're looking for a Valentine's Day gift or something, he's inside the Plymouth Meeting Mall. His name is Ali, and he's one of the nicest men I've ever met. Listen, I, and I see on this list here, and we're going to go through these in a second, but I see one that we had mentioned on the other day, and people are saying they don't make it anymore, which is gray flannel. That was kind of my scent. Uh, so if he's got it, he's, that's really cool. So he said, I specialize in hard-to-find colognes. Oh, and wow. Excellent. So yeah. Plymouth Meeting Mall. Yep. And uh, it's a it's an island. It's called the Perfume Island. Yeah, it's called, yep, it's called uh, Perfume Island, and he is kind of like diagonal from Legoland. Okay, oh, all, all right. right. A lot of Excellent. kids like the cologne. All right, so we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna do a scent, a sniff off, a sniff off. And uh, Marissa brought in coffee grounds. For you know us. what, though, I, I'm I'm telling you, the the um, the shot glass is not gonna do enough for cleansing your nasal palate. I have bags of, of uh, cologne. <laughs> I have bags of coffee here. I got to, one like, uh, like yeah. you mean like stick your like nose put in the your, bag, like a feed bag. I'm so. getting a pretty strong sense off of this. Nick, uh, how are you? Will that get it done for you? Yeah, it's enough. Okay, so uh, Nick, yeah. so Casey, you use the okay. bag, All right, and so. they'll use the little cups. Yep. All right. So anyhow, the, that, that's sort of the uh, that is the that'll cleanse your nasal palate. Yes, exactly. It's like uh, you know, uh, eating a, a palate cleanser, having a sorbet or yes. something like that in between. Uh, in between For your dishes. snot factory. All right. So Marissa is bringing the coffee grounds, and then what we're going to do is we have two rounds that we're going to go through yes. of five each because uh, Kathy brought in ten different scents for us to sample, and uh, we have a list of them in front of us, and. They are on these uh, cards. They've, right. they've been sprayed on there like you would get a sample at, yeah. at, a, at a mall or something like that. And we're going to sniff each one of them and write down what we think it is and go through the five and then we'll reveal uh, what they actually are. So, oh, my God, the whole room. <laughs> know, oh, right? my God. <laughs> That's why it was almost. I already figured. smell Old Spice, man. Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so wow. anyhow. Uh, so we. We go through one at a time and then right. write down. And we're not going to say what we think they are, right? No, you just write end. down and then we'll do it at the end and we'll see who is uh, who is the, now. I'm oh. I'm going to oh, hand dear you. Dear God, what is this? One? <laughs> are you doing is that number one? Go yeah. go through the various numbers. I know what that one All right, is. everyone, Casey. Yeah, I got you. What was your cologne of choice, Case, when you were a kid? Your, uh, your main one, your teenager. Uh, so and I hate it now. I yeah. can't the uh, polo. And polo. I, yeah, I, I wore polo and. Like Jacar Noir, yeah. I actually still like the smell of Jacar, and uh, Craig Legans wears Jacar. Okay, uh, all right, and, all right. And you and I, I are the same age, Case, and for, yeah. for us, I think Jacar was like the cool one. They marketed yeah. it really well, and and so I wore that at the end of high school and definitely at the beginning of college. But so, I have friends that wore polo, and I think might even still wear polo. Yeah, I went from uh, Jacar to polo. Uh, and then my dad always had obsessions, so I would throw that on. Then, oh. then I went to Eternity for Men. So you you made the rounds. I yeah. think you're going to be good at this, Preston. You you were the first one to claim you're really good. Nick, you said you were not so sure about your capabilities. I, I know one, okay. uh, and I think it's uh, is it the one you wore? The one you that think? I wore. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, because that's like you. We said many times. It just evokes the most and triggers the most powerful memories. Wow. Are you, the guys are sniffing away. Preston, oh. any good memories coming back? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. two for sure. Because uh, I think I, well. Yeah. If, you, if your sure. your scent do, your scent was Old Spice, no, it was old, Grey Flannel. Uh, Grey Flannel, okay. okay. All and, right, so and I have Old Spice at home because on on Sundays when I when I shave, I'll, I'll slap a little bit of that. Okay, on. I yeah. have a, I have a question about one. Yeah. Um, do you think 
Preston and Casey, do you think do you note any sense of like cinnamon in spice number one, or am I way no. off? No, I get, no, because I, I, I know immediately what it is, yeah. so I, I don't even right. associate it oh. with a certain scent. Let me know when you're done with your smelling and your number tabulation. Let's open the doors and Kathy's air, air this that's, We tried to do this while you had I, no sense of smell. Turn the fans on. But damn you, you got your smell back. And she didn't, and Marissa didn't even spray them in here. She sprayed them out in the green room and just those cards and in You here. know what it smells like? It smells like the like after the track team leaves the locker room. <laughs> 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 number three does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that smell. And you know, when you, you always, for the most part, did you base it on what you liked or did you base it on what a, a, a girl bit, you liked? A little liked? bit of both. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, what, whatever was whatever was considered the the sense du jour, the yeah. hot one, like, like Dracar. I mean, then for a while, that was like the thing to get. It was like the nightclub scent. Yeah. By the way, none of these colognes, some of them, some of them are like... Like nine dollars, yeah, and, and the, I think the most expensive one is twenty two, twenty bucks. Maybe okay. there's but only one that I'm absolutely positive about, and then the rest of them I have yeah. no clue. I'm the same no as you, case. yeah. All right, you guys done? Can, can yeah. you no, no, no. Go yeah. ahead. All right, I got two for sure. Okay, I do know that, and I think I th- I'm pretty certain I got three. So uh, we'll have to find out what they are. So. Um, we can reveal what we wrote down. Okay, so we're going to go through the list here, and we'll start at the top. All right. All right. Um, with, with number one. Right. What did you think? Um, All right. I have number one as the Old Spice. Casey? Uh, number, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My number one uh, I have is, well, I guess I'm wrong. It's gray flannel. All right. Uh, what do you think, Nick? Uh, number one is uh, Stetson for me. All right. What is it? Number one is Old Spice. There you go. Wow. I told you. I knew. Yeah. Right. Right. Let me tell you a little bit about Old Spice. Oh, it's we have. Oh, we have facts. Yes. About yes. Oh, yes. Right. Right. It is an exemplary specimen of nautical fragrances. Its spicy amber provides a deep nos- nostalgic foundation uh, to its invigoratingly fresh and citrus notes. Fun fact, Preston. Yes. Old Spice was originally marketed as a scent for women oh. in 1937, but it was the men's version that struck success the following year. Wow, okay. Uh, right. there's, there's a great uh, reference to Old Spice in um, the, uh, it was Hannibal, I think, was the movie, and uh, uh, Hannibal goes to um, uh, Jack Crawford. He goes, uh, that's the same atrocious aftershave you wore in court. One with a little ship on the bottle, I believe. <laughs> oh, Something wow. a child might buy someone for a birthday. That's great. Uh, I told you I'd nail that one, no yeah, problem. All right. that was, uh, okay. That's by far uh, the easiest one for me. Me and my older brother tricked my younger brother into drinking Old Spice one time. <gasps> Casey! By the way, yeah. by the way yeah. I told Kathy, and she, she not, was not aware of this, Aquavelba and some of the really cheap oh, colognes. Yeah. Oh yeah, people drank Rhinos them. would wear it. Uh-huh. Drank them, yeah. Okay. Uh, and and by the way, uh, you have to hand it to Old Spice. Old Spice is still relevant today. Their <laughs> their marketing, they, their marketing is fantastic. They make I I will buy their uh, underarm deodorant sometimes. You know, Terry know, Cruz was a, a spokesperson for them. Do you know a catchphrase that's right on their site is if your grandfather didn't wear it, you wouldn't be here. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. great. Yeah, uh-huh. which all is right. very funny. Number two? Number two. All right, Casey, what did you think number two was? We all know what it is. What it's Dracar. It? I put Dracar. It's Dracar. All right. Home run for you guys. <laughs> oh, That's yes. clearly one that stands out. Yeah. Dracar debuted in 1982 from Gary LaRoche. Dracar Noir, an utterly unique scent that focuses on themes of masculinity, sensuality, decadence, <laughs> darkness, and lust, 
Interesting fact, Preston. And lust. The name Drakkar is derived from the word Drekar, a type of Viking longship oh. involving the virile charm associated with Viking warriors. It sounds like something out of Game of Thrones, like a dragon. Drakkar. Uh, yes. You know, something like I wore Drakkar Noir yeah. for, for a while. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like the smell, and it's still pretty relevant. All right. What'd number you say three. for number three? Nick, why don't you begin? Uh, I thought that that was Old Spice, so I'm, I'm already wrong there. All right, this one, number three, I was, this is this was the toss-up. It was either going to be Royal Copenhagen, which I'm not familiar with, or Stetson. I went with Royal Copenhagen as number three. And I went with Stetson. All right. Preston's right. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Oh, Preston, you are number three. Is, you guys. Yeah, you're, By the you're, way, I'm going to ace this. Yeah. I'll, I'll get the other two. <laughs> you are. Sure. Royal yes. Copenhagen, launched by the design house of Royal Copenhagen in 1970. Hmm. Royal Copenhagen is classified as a refined oriental woody fragrance. This masculine scent possesses a blend of orange, lemon, jasmine, moss, and amber. It is recommended. For evening wear. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Did you get any splooge? Isn't there one called? Splooge. No, that's jupe. I'm jupe, sorry, we're yes. do that a little That's bit the later next on. round. All right, so. All right, uh, number four. Number four. All right, I'll begin with that one. So this one, uh, because I couldn't choose between Royal Copenhagen, I had a feeling that number four might be this one. Uh, it just had a familiar scent to it more so than number three. So I went with Stetson for number four. Yeah. Casey? And I, I, and I was wrong. I already right. know uh, that I was wrong and Nick, I went with Royal You'd Copenhagen. be wrong as well. And so did I, yeah. So right. I think Casey and I are going to go one for five and Preston's going to go five <laughs> yeah, five. The next he one. got it again. Yeah. Stetson. Yes. Stetson. Yes. Yes. All right. Stetson debuted in 1981. Probably would have hit in the realm when you guys were really using a lot of you starting your cologne using, yeah. right? The cologne captures the spirit of the Western Frontiers Preston landscapes and the smell of sage after a downpour. Stetson set a new legacy in motion. After a downpour? Yes. Wait, let me, it has to be after a downpour. I'm going to snip that again while you're describing this and see if I pick up on any All right, so the, it captures the spirit of Western Frontiers landscapes and the smell of sage after a downpour. You know what? When you say it like that and I'm smelling it at the same time. <laughs> well, you would know what, uh, what, sage, I know what sage smells yeah, like. I'm By the way, a tiny would, would bit you of do, that. and I didn't put all of them in, but they all have basically, it's like a three-tier scent combination. Okay. Like like almost like a, like a major, a middle, and a minor. And, and uh, it's amazing. That By the way, they they're, that they're, there are people that it is their job yeah. uh, to determine what these combinations are, and they'll they'll test them <laughs> regularly, and they get paid handsomely. I mean, a lot of money to be able to to, to pick up on certain notes of absolutely, and, and they're like, tested to make sure that they they are indeed they have that sharp of a of a note. You had a story about I think mm. one of the world's premier yeah. uh, fragrance experts who worked. I forget what, what it was for more for women's perfumes. But uh, yep. the, they were making lots of money. Do you remember the ad campaign for Stetson? No. Which was the uh, the, was the, the cowboy? Uh, well, the the woman uh, like calls into the radio station, and the guy the guy left his hat. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and he had a good smell about him. But it was a cowboy hat, right? Yes. yes. Okay. It was right. a Stetson hat. It's a Stetson, yeah. okay. of course. Well, yeah, they're gonna make uh, sense. I would just like to point out that I got a hundred percent. Yeah. I got an A plus on that. I think um, next wow. round I'm going to get an A plus. All right, okay. next round we tried right. to break them up because right. remembering so what you guys great great final was five. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't get to go to that. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. So number five out of out of yeah, by default. Right. Default yeah. is number five. Your great final. That was my scent. I loved great flannel. Would you and, like to hear the history of great? And flannel? I hope that I get to keep this bottle when we're done. <laughs> I, oh, I I think he'll, uh, we'll we'll work something out. <laughs> okay. All right. Launched in 1975 by Jeffrey Bean. <clears throat> okay. Gray flannel is classified as a luxurious woody fragrance. This masculine scent possesses a blend of lemon, orange, violet, cinnamon. Nick, you were bringing oh, up okay. cinnamon. And Rose, 
accompanied by woody notes of oak and sandalwood. Huh. Oh, by the way, somebody texted and said Captain Blackfingers just used all these heavily to cover up that skunk <laughs> and burnt rubber smell. Oh, they know you so well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things I loved about gray flannel was it came in a little flannel a little bag, bag. Yeah. a little gray yeah, yeah. flannel bag. Good marketing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I dug that. So we're looking at two different pictures. I used the one on the left here in that darker bottle. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what we have. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know well what? Well done, Preston. I like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that scent. And, and usually, mm-hmm. like, when you're going to the fragrance uh, department, there are you can get the same cologne in two different types. <laughs> and one is a an eau de toilette, and the other one is a... Parfum. Uh, par- yeah, parfum. So there yeah. are, there are one of them is distinctions, stronger. yes. Yeah, so yeah, one exactly is a right. more concentrated smell that will stay on you longer. So, and I don't know which one that is. Well, I was talking with Preston. They used to call them like like splash-ons or, or um, yeah. you know, like like Axe body spray is more... It's not a cologne, technically, right? right? It's, no. It, it's, it's the, but the it body. is a body spray. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Right. Well, Casey's yeah. right. There's different levels. And so I think parfum, Casey, or perfume, parfume is the uh, strongest of the three. Okay. And then um, what's toilet water? Uh, that uh, is that is water that well, you poop and pee in. <laughs> great flannel is a toilet water. Yeah, it's eau de toilette spray, vaporizer. So... <clears throat> By the way, I, I'm so happy. I'm going to start wearing this again. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. It's going to bring back some memories. By the way, I got a, a text that says, being in that studio right now would be my nightmare. I'm extremely allergic <laughs> oh. to fragrance fragrance like uh, anaphylactic, EpiPen, <gasps> go to the oh ER. Oh, my God. Allergic. Wow. They'd be dead. Yeah. They'd be dead. <laughs> Kathy's barely hanging Yeah, I was going to say, it is yeah. my nightmare, but I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm not All as right. bad as that. All right, so Preston I, got five out of five. Five out of five for Preston. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Two out of five. During this intermission, which, by the way, we can all smell yeah. our coffee grounds here. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Kathy wanted to, we'll take this time oh. to mention a winter activity uh, or something that you participated in, correct? Yes. So um, last night, I you know, I wanted to get the picture ready. I, we will put it up on social media. But um, so this weekend is Chestnut Hill on Ice. It's an event that's taking place. It's on Friday and Saturday, Friday night, tonight, um, and all day tomorrow. And uh, they have, you know, live ice carvings. There's ice cool. sculptures all down Germantown um, at Laurel Gardens. They have um, little, like, you know, they'll have some little huts where uh, some of the businesses are selling things. But I went last night for a preview, and they did a WMMR ice sculpture. No way. Yeah, so way. I got a picture of it. It's really cool. It's going to be right there. Yeah, it's going to. Uh, no, I'll, I'll pull it up, Steve. Um, yeah, so it'll be out there this weekend. Um, and then we went to um, a brand new restaurant. It just opened. It's called Adelina's. Uh, it's right on Germantown. It's a beautiful restaurant. The owner did such a nice job renovating it. Um, the food was delicious. The drinks were great. But Steve, you have a little connection to this person. You, I don't know if you'll remember him because he was a kid, but his family owned Bella Trattoria. Oh yes, in Manioc. Yeah. He yeah, goes, I remember Steve coming in all the, all time. the time. Steve and Claire, yeah, they would come in. He's like, they would get takeout. They'd sit and eat. Yeah, um, we love that restaurant. I would go so there all the time too. When when my wife lived in Manioc, so oh my so god, yeah. And so the, he's. I was so sad when that, that they they went away. It was a great Italian when they restaurant. Closed. So so yeah. the son is the owner, and he's also married to um, our friend Andrea from the Flyers. No what way. The hell? Yeah. What the what the hell? Hell? <laughs> so uh, yeah, so so he <laughs> this I'm telling you, this restaurant was. It, it was awesome. Like, it looked like it... I, I'm so happy that it's in Chestnut Hill. You know, it's such a oh, great... Oh, I'm thrilled now, too. Yeah, because yeah, I live I'm, I'm two miles away, yeah. Yeah, so such a great little neighborhood. But this Chestnut Hill on ice, again, like I said, it's tonight and tomorrow. They're doing live ice carvings. There's, like, a one of the synthetic ice skating rinks. Um, you know, everybody... There's warming stations all down Germantown is in it, front of all the shopping. Is it going to be open? I mean, if, if the weather's inclement, will they still keep going? Because it's ice. It's it's snow stuff yeah, anyway. So I mean, hoping, I can't they're hoping they can get it in tonight. It starts at 5 tonight. Right. Um, so they're hoping they can get a little bit of the event in tonight. 
tonight and then um, by tomorrow. That's what they were saying. They were worried about the snow, but they're going to try to clear everything out so people can come out. That's Very awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Love yeah. that stuff. There's some impressive things when you when you see those uh, ice sculptures. The ice sculptures, yeah. I and love it. oh, they they also did Jen Fred's face yesterday. <laughs> I got a picture of that. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he yeah <clears throat> the the guy apparently is amazing and has been like you know he goes all over the place uh, carving these big ice sculptures. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we got sniffing to do. Yeah, we do. We're going to continue the uh, sniff test. By the way, here's a text that explains uh, perfume. Not and... quite right. No? No, no. no. Okay. Uh, eau de parfum and uh, perfume. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Eau de toilette and parfum are uh, different, but they're based in the same thing. Eau de uh, toilette is just more diluted. So it, it's more... Okay. Um, it's uh, with toilet water they dilute it, right? Well, yeah, yeah. essentially, they just... Um, uh, parfum is stronger sure, than eau de sense. toilette. Yeah. Okay. We just scoop this out of the toilet <laughs> yes. and put it in there. Smell is it. there such a thing as prison cologne, Preston? Uh, if they're making prison yeah, wine, right? It's got to be. All right, you ready for round two? Yeah, all right, guys. All right, so sniffing. the uh, the cards have been brought in, and uh, Casey and Nick and I are going to go through these and see if we can identify. Just to let everyone know, Preston, what this round entails, the scents they are smelling will include Brute, Jupe, Jovan Musk, English Leather, and Aqua de Selva. Now, I, Kathy, is that Aqua Velva? Okay, uh, I don't know, but th- so that's what he gave me. So I searched to see if it was Aqua Velva yeah. or not. I don't think it is. I think it's something different. Okay, because it does fall. When I did a check of these, what we'll call no. lower level colognes, this popped up a lot. That- There's no Aqua Velva in here. I smelled all five of these. There's no Aqua Velva. Okay, okay. I, 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 I could identify that. All right. This is hard. I'm I'm an, I'm not getting I'm not going to no. get it. Casey right. thinks this is his his drawn here. This and why, is- Casey? You think you know several of these? I'm having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, you know, I was going to say before is my scent wasn't always like uh-huh. this. In high school, I wore perfume. I remember my perfume was Benetton. That seems and, insane to think of you wearing perfume. Right. And, and I remember I actually remember the day where I was like, OK, you can't do this anymore. I went to work. I was working at NBC 10. Right. Uh, so this was after college. And I had sprayed some of the Benetton and it got like on the collar of the sweater. So it right. wasn't just on my skin. I I had the worst day. I it was gave me such a migraine headache. It was awful. And after that, I'm like, that's it. I I can't. I certainly can't wear perfume. And then I moved to like the um, Bath and Body, right. just the sprays, which are much lighter. Couldn't do those. You do patchouli. That's always wonderful. <laughs> no, and and so now I just. I mean, obviously, I don't that's interesting. Anything. Yeah, yeah. I can't even use like scented lotion. You smell my cologne that I, I have two colognes that I wear. No, uh, yeah. And I had this conversation with somebody last night. I the way you guys wear cologne, if anybody wears it, you uh, for me, you do it the right way. You don't overdo it. All I, right. I could smell it if I get close to you, like when yeah, we're taking yeah. pictures, but not at the distance that All we're right. in the studio. I think that's the way it should be. So you get your neck sniffed, right, Nick? I love getting my neck sniffed uh, to this day. I, mean, I probably started in high school. I'm sure that it's a Pavlovian thing at this point. But yeah, the lunch lady just sniffed my neck. I wonder, honestly, like if the lunch lady, if she was into it, bring it, it over. It, it feels good. Yeah. yeah. I wonder though if um because I'm looking at the brute bottle and that's not the brute bottle that I'm used to you think it seeing. Changed? Well, I don't know because you remember the brute bottle was green. It was a green, green a, a yeah. dark, dark green, and almost I, I feel like you couldn't even see through the green. But uh, so uh, why are you looking at the bottle? It doesn't. It's not doing anything. Oh, right. Okay, okay. But I just looked over. I'm like, oh, that's not the brew bottle. I, I used to. I'm used to looking at. Preston has definitely got his nose buried in the car. Hard. He, he's he's working it though. Preston looks like a professional. Let me. I want to smell yours, Nick. Oh, man. Yeah, smell my neck first. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I want to see if I can get the. Okay. But could you just smell my neck anyway? No. You're All right. That's disgusting. All right, you guys. Uh, I uh, getting close. I'm to I got two more to narrow down. I only know one for sure. Preston's now case. Your cologne of choice is in this collection. 
uh, as a younger man. Yeah, Jovan. Or you're still young. I'm the so, old So, Jovan Musk, um, there was there was a young lady uh, that was on my diving team. Her mm-hmm. name is Carrie. Okay. That I was, uh, I liked her. Yeah. Uh, I was smitten. And, uh, I'll never forget. She said that she loved the smell of Jovan Musk. And so, Kathy, I, uh, I sprayed Jovan Musk on my Sammy. Uh, Sammy is a, it's a chamois. Chamois. Uh, but, but, uh, chamois. Sammy was the brand name of the chamois. And so, I did that because she said she liked the smell of Jovan Musk. Wow. Of these and, five, uh, which, you, which do you guys like the least? Because I have a least Jupe. favorite. Um, well, I, I mean, the number wise case. What? Uh, oh, number wise. Yeah, uh, my least favorite is is three. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Interesting. As yep. a result, I think I have a guess for that. <laughs> okay. Me but, too. Believe it or not, I'm having a hard time locating Jovan Musk. Okay. okay. All right. And and I actually switched it. I had Jo uh, I had Jovan and Brute kind of well, mixed make up. Casey's yeah. got them all entered all except right. he's 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 faltering on one. Right. You know, final answer. All right, final answer. All right. <laughs> so let's start the process here. I think Preston nailed the first round, and Nick, you got two, right? Yeah, Casey and I both got two. Okay. No, we both got one. Oh, no, we, we got two. No, we, we didn't. Got, we got gray flannel, right? We got five. What did you say? Gray flannel was five. five. Oh, I did not get that right. Uh, I got uh, that wrong. All right. All right. So uh, I only got one. All right. What did you guys uh, say was number one? Who you want to start with? Uh, let's start with you, Preston. Okay. I had number one as English leather. Um, I was going back and forth between it and uh, Jovan Musk, I believe. But I, I think I went with number one as English leather. I went with Aqua de Selva because I, I, I had never smelled that before. And that right. was and number one I thought was the most unfamiliar. So I went with uh, Aqua de Selva. Nick? I went with a total guess <laughs> and also went with English leather. Okay. All right. Number one was Jovan Musk. Ooh. Ah, see, Jovan Musk is an oily musk and a standalone fragrance. It debuted in 1973, Preston. (laughs) Jovan Musk is a luxurious, gentle floral. It is a fragrance every man can use. This masculine scent possesses a blend of spices, lavender, and citrus. And English leather was the one that I thought for sure I could pick out. That's Mm. too bad. And that's the one that I sprayed on my Sammy. And, uh... Mm. Couldn't get it. No, it's just... Couldn't get it. All right. None of us got it right. Okay. All right, so number two. Number two, I have. I think I was. That was the one I'm most confident in. That's Brute. All right, yep. Nick, Jupe, uh, All right, Casey. I actually that was the one I put as uh, Jovan Musk. Preston's right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, My dad man. used to use Brute. He was a Brute right. and uh, and a um, um, uh, Old Spice guy. So Brute Cologne launched by the Design House of Fabergé in 1964. Brute is classified as a flowery fragrance. Brute. This masculine scent possesses a blend of citrus, <laughs> top notes with hints of spice. Yeah, so, Brute. It's like, why not name it Masher? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Cad. Casey, Casey almost had it right. I had that Brute was my first oh. guest. You crossed it out? And I crossed it out. You know, you know what? See, now, speaking of stupid names for, for yeah. colognes, in, in the movie 9 to 5, the, <laughs> the boss in, in the dream sequence said that the roles are reversed, and she goes, ooh, you're wearing some lovely cologne. What is that? And he just has this stupid look on his face. He goes... Stud, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been like what a cologne yes. would have been. Oh my god, Brute stud! Yeah. Come on, what's uh, the, what are the ones in uh, Anchorman? Uh, oh my sex god, Panther? Sex Panther. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smells like what? Bigfoot's <laughs> Yeah, like a, a burnt hair yeah. wrapped in a dirty diaper or something like that. Uh, all right, uh, number three. Wrong again. Number three, I put is Joop. Okay, uh, Casey. I wrote, I'm wrong, because I, I wrote it as Brute. All right. Like my initial, I was wrong with that as well, so. And Nick? Yeah, I had that as Jovan Musk, so I'm wrong as well. Number three is Aqua de Selva. Oh! Ah. 
damn it. Uh, which is, seems to be the, the wild card here. It is an uh, aromatic uh, fougere fragrance by Aqua de Silva, launched in 1949. Uh, uh, the top notes are lemon basil, bergamot, lavender, rosemary, with middle notes of pine, thyme, clary sage, cloves of geranium, and the base notes are peat, peat, Vetiver and cedar and musk. That's how complicated these scents are. That's ridiculous. What, Pete, like from an Irish like, bog? Yeah. 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 All right. Wait a minute. Well, what the hell does this mean? Here's a text that says, Jovan Musk was Tukey oil back in the day. <laughs> oh, for your... Uh, what the hell is Tukey oil? I guess getting laid, right? Tukey? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I've no. never heard the term Tukey before. Look that one up. Tukey oil. <laughs> All right. All right. We move on to number four. <laughs> Casey. Motor oil. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tukey oil. Yeah. So I right. think number four, I think that's what Jupe is. Okay. That's oh, guess. man. I, well, if you think that that's Jupe, uh, then I'm wrong because that was your favorite. I put uh, English leather. I uh, put it as Jovan Musk, and so that's wrong, correct? Right. Uh, Nick? I said uh, Aqua de Selva, so I'm wrong as well. Casey's right. Four was Jupe. No, four okay. is English no. leather. Oh, four is English leather. I'm sorry. All right. Five, yeah. All right. English leather was originally created in the 1930s by the Vienna-based MEM company. Because the yeah. scent was similar to Russian saddlers to tan leather, it was originally called Russian leather. Oh. Fun yeah. fact. Fun fact. I'm smelling this now. Nostalgic? Yeah, I'm, I'm no. Way off. I'm, way, I'm way off on it. No, well, that one doesn't that bring sm- back a memory. I smell five. That yeah. All right. Jupe. All right. <laughs> so number five, number obviously, five, right? Jupe. Right. right. That is jupe. I got that one right because I I just remember I, I didn't like the way it smelled, sure. and I wanted to because it was a very very popular cologne at the time. But I was like, I just can't get into and it. And it's right in the pocket case yeah. for you. It debuted in 1986, created by designer Wolfgang Jupe. That's where the name comes from. In Hamburg, Jew possesses a blend of exotic spices, florals, woods, patchouli, Kathy, and honey. It says here, very, very masculine. So, uh, what is the tabulation here on that round? By the way, some people are texting in, or somebody did, that uh, Jupe is actually pronounced Yup. Is it? Oh, is it? Yes. So, whatever. Let's go with that. All right. um, All right, uh, Casey, how many did you get? In that round, I got two right. All right. In that round, I got one right. Uh, 0 for 5. 0 for 5 on that one. Uh, Nick, what's your final tally? Uh, Two. Casey? Two out of ten. What's your final tally? Two. No, three. Three out of ten. All right. And I got six. Yeah! You missed the first round. Well done. Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed in round two, but man, I went five for five, five in round for five. one. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Did fashion. you get a lot of uh, was as you guys were smelling the various scents? Probably more so for you, Preston. Were you? No, oh, was it memories? Off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, especially with Old Spice, Gray Flannel. Uh, and brute. Any memories of you with a girl saying, "But the big games tomorrow"? Uh, that never happened to me uh, when I would have been wearing it since as this. But now I remember. Listen, I, I uh, when when I put on Old Spice, I, I do. You know, like I said on Sunday, sometimes after getting out of shower and a shave, I'll I will uh, I'll put on Old Spice, and I, I think about being a little kid and uh, being in the bathroom and my dad would yes. shave and put that stuff yeah. on and it's uh, it's just a nice memory, you know? I remember I'd be in there, I'd be grooming my dad's pubic hair as oh, I did on Sunday morning. Sure, yeah. yeah you were and, the right height. Yeah, yeah. Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, wow, okay, well, that was fun. Yeah, there you go. Fun little walk down walk memory lane with this stuff. Um, the name of the, uh, the, the guy at the kiosk, Kathy, again? Perfume <laughs> Island yeah, is... Per- what it's called, correct? Yep, and his name is Ali, uh, and he's right in the Plymouth Meeting Mall on the first floor. Okay. Did you ever have someone tell you that your your cologne was 
they didn't like it or that it was too much or that it, it you know. Mm, no, yeah, never yeah, anybody yeah. outright. Right, right, yeah, anything yeah. like oh, that. I, so uh, going back to earlier, uh, my South African friend, Mike, uh, lived with me for a little while. And I had to tell him because he used so much cologne. <laughs> I was like, it, like it's the whole house and it you smell great. But, like, it is giving me a headache. Could you just maybe, like, just a little bit less? <laughs> just a little bit. Oh, he was like, oh, my God. And he was so nice. He's oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like the one spritz less wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, much better now. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyhow, thank you for joining us on our little olfactory journey. Uh, we have other things to get to, so I do want to take a break because we got to get to the bizarre file. We have a few guests that are going to be joining us as well, and we'll give away our word of the week prize today too. And don't forget, it's a fill in the block weekend Yay. at MMR. Blocks all weekend long. You don't want to miss out on that, so heads up, you get to contribute to that. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Uh, coming up a little bit later this morning, Keith Yandel of the Flyers broke the Iron Man record. He will be joining us today. Uh, it's a hell of an accomplishment, unfortunately, in a uh, kind of a nasty season for the Flyers, but nonetheless... A uh, huge uh, yeah. event for him. And they're so. in kind of like the robbers that you have yeah. this. But, I mean, that is pretty amazing. Yeah, we're going to talk to him a little later this morning. A couple of comedians, too. Jared Freed's going to be joining us. Alyssa uh, Limperis as well. But right now, the Bizarre Fire. Right now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Fire. Brought to you this morning by WMMR. And Preston and Steve logo winter hats. And it's another cool item in the MMR Rock Shop. And you can pick one up today uh, for you or for as a gift for someone. Uh, so WMMR.com, just use the keyword shop. We'll begin with this. This had to be an awkward thing. A woman named Ashley Keegan recently took to her Twitter account where she said as a teenager, she was attempting to attach her resume to various online job applications but later realized she was doing the wrong thing. She was accidentally, she wasn't sure why she wasn't hearing back from people. She was accidentally, Kathy, uploading data from her period tracker. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. She was sending her period tracker out to potential employers? Yep. That's amazing. The 23-year-old from Ireland wrote, I will never forget applying for jobs when I was 17 for months and never hearing anything back, only to realize about 60 applications oh later my God. that I was attaching my period tracker <laughs> and not my resume. We'd like you to come in next month for an interview <laughs> except for the second week. We can find that one <laughs> Uh, her post has uh, thousands and thousands of likes and hundreds of comments thanking her for the laugh. But Is that a comment? I mean, uh, yeah. what the tracker? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, Rochelle has one. Yeah. I've tried it, you know, and I. But you're, I you're just you're kind of aware when it's yeah, like well, I can't keep right. up with it. Right, yeah. It depends on the woman, though. I mean, some uh, it's a little more irregular for some people. Right, right. right. The tracker actually helps. Yep, yep. I'm very regular. 
That's right. good. So you never know when your good luck might run out. Police in Nottingham, England pulled over a driver Wednesday evening, and he told them that he had been driving with no license or insurance since he was 12 years old. He was uh-huh. born in 1938. <laughs> oh, my God. And had never been stopped by police. What a good driver. They yeah. posted the incident on Facebook, writing, thankfully, he never had an accident, caused anyone an injury, Never made anyone lose out financially by hitting them while uninsured. Uh, he was born in 1938, meaning that he's been driving without a license or insurance since 1950, and he's uh, he's been doing it for more than 70 years. So, was there any retroactive? No, they issue? Didn't, they didn't indicate. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he got a ticket of some right. type, and he can't drive. There's anymore. a ticket for not having a license for five decades. Wow. Uh, a hiker camping on a peak in the Superstition Mountains east of Phoenix was found dead after apparently slipping while taking a selfie. Oh, this is oh, terrible. Yeah, falling hundreds of feet. The body of Richard Jacobson was recovered after a hiking companion had called 911. Uh, Jacobson's body was found nearly 700 feet below where the hikers were camping. Uh, an Arizona Department of Public Safety helicopter had helped recover <laughs> His uh, body. Let me ask you something. And I see it happen with people who take a lot of selfies or whatever. When they hold the camera up mm-hmm. and they're looking at their image in the camera and they're moving that around, you can see them physically start to get disoriented. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like they're reacting to the image they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and and, and it, plus it being, throws them off. Just being in that position alone, yeah. like this, right, and, and leaning back, you can you can lose your balance a little bit, you know. Yeah, and I, you listen, I've seen some people just it's bad luck, and then mm-hmm. other people are like you're you're doing stuff that is unnecessary. And, and when I was hiking in Sedona, we did the Devil's Arch. And there was this woman, and you have to, like, take turns and wait to get your picture taken on top of the arch. And this woman started doing this yoga pose. And, and I mean, there are maybe 100 people watching her. Right, right. She didn't have the balance to do it. I'm like, why are you doing a freaking yoga pose that For you can't what? do yeah. on, like, regular ground? Because other people do the yoga poses and take pictures of it. So dumb. Yeah, I want to be that person. Uh, according to a study of the Journal of Family Medicine Primary Care, 259 people died taking selfies from 2011 to 2017. And in 2018, a married couple who fell to their deaths near Yosemite National Park uh, it says last week while taking a selfie. It says in 2018, and then last week. I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, crazy. They hit so hard that they threw off the time, time. continue. <laughs> a man who assaulted the owners and robbed a Jersey City grocery store three times in six days was captured by a waiting police officer when he came back for a fourth time. I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's just like coming to America. Uh, store surveillance video taken Friday night at Augie's Grocery Deli shows the violent perp jumping across the counter just as he had the previous three times between January 10th and the 16th. Like, he wasn't even waiting months. He was doing them all within the span of a week. Hi, Augie. Hi, John. How are you? <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> only, this, only this time instead of getting Got away. Got your bag ready. <laughs> With catcher, cashier merchandise, Jesus. Robert was stunned when an off-duty police officer, Maurice Johnson, who look, had, I put a big dollar sign on the side of it, who had stopped by to check on the store, jumped out from the back of the store. The robber took off out of the exit, but was caught and arrested around the corner by Johnson and the store's owner. Uh, uh, it was uh, August Lopez, uh, Augustin Lopez Jr., who was also a Jersey City police officer. Uh, the 77-year-old Augie Lopez said, I feel so much safer now. Uh, the robber was identified as 34-year-old Travis Neely. He was charged with four counts of strong-armed robbery, by the way. Uh, a, okay, so I, I had this story. So I have this full stack of Bizarre File stories, and sometimes I just don't get to a few of them. And I meant to get to this one earlier this week. Uh, but there's a follow-up story to this now. A mystery animal 
recently broke out of the Wildlife Works Mount in Mount Pleasant, uh, Pennsylvania. Workers for the facility say either a dog or a coyote escaped after it was found shivering outside of a woman's home in Fairfield Township late last week. The group was treating the animal for mange and feeding it nutritious food and was awaiting DNA test results to determine it was a coyote or a dog. They couldn't tell. The, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, This woman had found the dog, took it in, and they just weren't sure what it was. I had a cat now, one now time. Escaped. Yeah. Turned out to be a squid. Shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. Wild. I had a, uh, a family friend who swears, swears he saw a wolf in Pennsylvania. I don't think that there is any record of any wolves in PA at any point, but he says it was too big to be a coyote. It definitely wasn't a dog. And so, like, when people think that they see something, they definitely you, think they well, saw it. The coyotes actually are, That's our coyotes I, are larger That's what I told than him. Western coyotes. And he's like, it wasn't a coyote. <laughs> All right. Okay, buddy. old timer. <laughs> we have this hill behind my house, and I swear, I it, it freaks me out one day, and it must have been the just the, the perception, yeah. the depth perception or whatever, but I thought that there was a... Um, like a puma on our on the hill, or, or, or a black panther. Okay, it was just a regular size cat when I got closer to it. But I mean, it 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 instilled yeah. fear in me for Preston, a moment. This is an actual phenomenon that has been occurring in England and on the moors for years. Yeah, where the, and and there is the legend of these large predatory cats, and uh, people have gone and done studies on it. Huh. Say a tremendous portion of those are based on perspective. Yeah. On what they're actually what seeing. It, because there's nothing to compare it to in yeah. the distance. Yeah. They think it's huge. It freaked me out. Yeah. And and when I got closer, I'm like, it's just a cat. <laughs> you know? All right, so I, now you I understand. such a pussy. Alright, and then finally, a drug suspect found with fentanyl in a bag of hypodermic needles told police uh, in Florida that he was using the syringes for fishing. Oh, oh my God, that's great. Police responded Saturday <laughs> afternoon to a 911 call about a suspicious person, and they encountered Eric Bennett. An officer described Bennett as visibly intoxicated on an unknown substance. So he injects, injects the fish with heroin, and they float to the top. Asked about large bulges in the pockets of his shorts and whether he possessed any weapons, Bennett replied, I have hypodermic needles for fishing. Huh. He then removed a plastic bag with syringes inside from a pocket and placed the works on the hood of a squad car. What's the kitty porn for? Fishing. Bennett also handed over a cigarette pack containing a baggie of fentanyl. The uh-huh. uh, resident was charged uh, and arrested on a felony narcotics possession. Uh, when arrested, Bennett was not carrying any fishing equipment, nor did he expound <laughs> on his purported use to uh, of the tiny spears to impale a big cat. He might have had a fishing pen. He may have. Yeah, which is collapsible. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. Uh, we are going to get uh, Jared Freed is going to be our first guest. He's going to be a punchline nope. Philly. No. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Alyssa Limparis who's going to be joining yeah. us. So we'll get to her when we return. Stay with us. The War on Drugs returns to Philly this week, and you can check out our interview with frontman Adam Grandesil, streaming now in WMMR.com's Studio Z. How's about we do the Bizarre File? No, we already, we just did. Did. We already did the Bizarre File. <laughs> what do you want to do now, though? Oh, I know what I... We have a guest coming up, but the yeah. guest is not ready yet. We're going to guess in a few minutes. So let's do the Bizarre File. Yeah! <laughs> An extra bonus Friday Bizarre... Yeah, you know what we didn't do, though, Marissa? What? Froggy's on. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, All right. Why, why, why can we not remember to do this? We end up playing it, but at the wrong time. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Casey's going to pull it up now. It just gets us in that, that special Friday mode. So let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. 
Friday. It's right. sad, bro. It's a yeah. Friday. We got to uh, make it part of the vibe. Do you want to set a reminder in Siri to... Uh... Should do that yeah, yeah. for every Friday. Every Friday I should do that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Um, hey, can I give a shout out um, to? Uh, well, first of all, can I give a shout out? Yes. You okay. Can. Thank you so much. Bro. Thank okay, you, Daddy. So. <laughs> thank you. All right. So, uh, so this shout out is uh, from a woman named uh, Georgie, uh, Georgina Snyder, and she wanted to send a big, fat, juicy shout out to all of her siblings uh, and their spouses. So you got Libby and Nick. And Sam and Maria, they've all been listeners for over 10 years. Wow. And uh, they remember listening to the show when uh, her dad drove her to school in the mornings as far Jesus. back as 2008. So, uh, mm. you know, people are whole, uh, uh, people are celebrating birthdays. So uh, their first niece, Lena, is her birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday to Lena. Shout out to everybody. Okay. And Nick. I just got a note from uh, our buddy Victor Fiorello at uh, Philly Mag, and he would like to send a shout out to his son. And I didn't know his son's name until just now. His son's name is Zubin. Zubin. Very cool. Z-U-B-I-N. It's his birthday. He turned 16 today. Wow. Ah, That's a big one. He's probably getting his first cologne, right? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Well, we can lend him. By the way, you go out to our green room. It it smells like a locker room. Really? Yeah, I mean it's it really all and they're all competing for your nose time. <laughs> we did a cologne uh, sniff oh. test earlier, so the, uh, that some of that is lingering. Uh, Casey just uh, stepped out of the suit. What do you? What's the I, thumbs up? I think up? he's hooking up with our guest. Oh man, I was going to talk about something. Okay, all right. Well, we maybe you can talk about it with her. She's... I, no, I'll, I'll get to it uh, later on. But um, I, you know, I was all set to do the bizarre file, and uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. Well, there's now... a little time continuum problem. Yeah, it's all right. We'll get it all worked out. All right, so our guest is ready to go, Casey. All right, so she's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and both nights, 7.30 p.m. shows. Are there are those the only Just shows? Just one show. Okay, cool. Just checking on that because sometimes there's one that. Please welcome uh, Alyssa Limperos. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Alyssa. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. No problem. We are happy that you could be here. Are you, you're in town already, I assume, right? I'm in town. I feel the snow. It's yeah. coming. Hey, where are you from, yeah. by the way? Where Where do you hail? So I'm, I'm from Massachusetts, so okay. not too far. All right. So snow's yeah. not a big surprise to you. You get some people that, that'll come in from the south, you know, from time to time. And, They'll and, freak. Yeah, if, yeah. It's, if it's a bad weekend. But that's uh, that's old hat to you. Yeah, no, for me, it's kind of exciting. Exactly. Because okay. now right. I live in California, so we don't get this a lot. Oh. The big move to California. Well, that's, that's, listen, it's I've seen people try to, you know... Um, Delay it, but eventually, as anyone, all the comedians that were friends with a lot of them, they you, eventually you got to make the move. What did we, yep. we were you did you did you fight the urge, or did you just realize the second I get traction, I got to get there? No, it was yeah. I think it was like a combo. I think the the minute it felt right to go, I was also like every day waking up in New York, like I can't stand the city. You know, I was so I was so at the stage where New York was driving me crazy that it kind of it kind of worked. I felt right. I, I know that I couldn't handle New York. There's no way. I and, and you know what? I've 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 only visited a few times and when I go it's nice and all that, but as as a as a regular haunt, a regular day to day thing, I, I think it would drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think the city gives you a lot, and and so if it's taking, it gives you a lot. But the minute you feel like it's taking more than it's giving you, then you're yeah, then it's I, drive I, you crazy. I'd say I was born, I was born in Manhattan. I lived a good portion of my life, you know, in and around, and and, and would always go in. But there is something if things aren't going gangbusters for you, <laughs> it can it can suck the life out of you. But uh, exactly. yeah, that's why Philly. I think you. I mean, is, how many have you been to Philly before? 
I love Philly. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's a perfect city because you can still walk. There's still a lot of noise, but it's it's more manageable. It yeah. makes makes a big difference. I, I have to say that so doing some research on you know, I was familiar with you because of your like your YouTube stuff and you've done a, a fair amount of, of things. But I mean, I'm, I'm reading your your history, and apparently, I, I, I was not clued in. You you've had a a tumultuous. Uh, I read an article. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal about you, and it was it was you had a really sort of tumultuous. Um, up and down childhood, and, and at the age of twelve, you woke up with like a paralysis. Correct? Yeah, it was like this this strange temporary paralysis. I had a staph infection, and it made me not be able to walk. So I woke oh. up and I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't move my legs. Yeah. And, I, and my thought is wild is that because of that you ended up in uh, on the lower floor with your grandfather, who you, your grandparents were living in the house. Your grandmother had just passed away like the day before this paralysis. Kicked in, so you ended up living with him, and you you kind of developed comedy chops, making him laugh. Is that correct? Yeah, it was kind of definitely because he had just lost his wife, you know, and he was this old war vet, you know, he was yeah. really tough, and he was like, no, big, a big rule guy, you know. My right. dad was sort of loosey goosey. We can play, and he was a big strict guy, and. You know, I think he'd just gone through something tough, and so I, I, and I was going through something tough, and I got to live with him, and yeah, that's where I started. You know, making him laugh and realizing the power of humor. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sure it helped you out too. I mean, with exactly, that, with the exactly. paralysis, how long did that last that you couldn't use your legs? So it's like two weeks that, like, I definitely couldn't, and then slowly but surely, I rehabbed and started wow. walking and running, and eventually got back to yeah, running and dancing. I, but it was yeah. I think that's funny because you you know again learn, learning how to make someone laugh or to target a different person or somebody who may not be like you that might be uh, as a as a kid. And I've said it many times on the show. My, my, I, I know I was clearly the least of my dad's favorite sons. We have three, three, three no. and he loves me now, and it's all good. But I subsequently, I did everything I could to either screw him up or make him laugh, so I can understand that sort of thing that becomes very important, and it, it, it kind of totally. sets the tone for the rest of your life. Totally, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah. Alyssa, I wanted to ask about these videos you do because I, I've not seen them. I've read about them, that you do a uh, these mom videos. Can you tell people a little bit more about what that series is about? Yes. So I make these videos impersonating my mom, and my mom films them, and we, we do them together, and they're really fun. Um, yeah, my my mom is uh, 4'11", and this spark plug, she's never had a cup of coffee in her life, and she just, like, wakes up with energy and she's from Cranston, Rhode Island, so she has a strong accent, you know. And, um, yeah, it's – I've just – my dad <laughs> passed away, and so the, the two of us spent a lot of time together, and I was making videos at the time for my job, and right. I was just spending all this time with my mom, and I was like, I got to I gotta do a video of this. And so it started, and then I kept going, and it became this thing that I did. Anytime my life was changing, I would just do a mom video marking that change, so – Going on vacation, moving, uh, you know. They're huge, yeah. though. And it's funny, though, because watching a few of them, and, and, and she's a, clearly a good sport if she's your, your, your camera person. Because you, you do have fun. You're not, you're not attacking her, but, um, I mean, have you ever had one time where you said, here's what I'm going to do? And she said, could you not do that? Yeah, she's a great, she's a really great sport. And I would, I would say because she's filming it, it gets to a point where I, I, I don't think I would ever do anything that I know would make her uncomfortable. Sometimes I'll say a name and she'll be like, well, you can't say that name. Because what if she listens to this? <laughs> you know? That's probably the only thing is if I bring in someone else. 
So you 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 did uh, improv, started doing improv early, uh, and uh, you did you study with the Upright Citizens Brigade? I did, yeah. So right after college, I went to New York and I did the UCB program. And how was... how, how is that? Because because I know you know there's like the Groundlings and then obviously Second City, and and so a lot of times people go through and have a great deal of success. I wonder if like on a, on a basic level. Um, like who we do any contemporaries we would know while you were there, you know, that we would know of because a lot of people have come through that program and they, they do, you know, pretty well. I just wondered how, how it ran and were you happy with the way it ran? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not, I, I knew so little, you know, I got, yeah. I got there. That it, I think comedy, it's one of those things where there's, there's not, it's a little fluid. You don't have a ton to attach to. So. Right. I, I I loved the program because it gave me a place immediately to go to New York, in New York to learn a bit, to, to learn more just about how to do comedy. Because I'd been doing improv in college, but we all just kind of guessed. And so I remember feeling like it was such luck if something went well or not. So I think that program was really helpful at just being like, no, here's like, there are actual rules and there's, you can study this just yeah. like you can study anything else. And, okay. and that helps. And do you, you know, I've never really looked into those, those groups like uh, Second City and, and uh, the yeah. Groundlings and all that. Do you, uh, you just pay and you go or do the, do you, is there an audition, audition process or how does it work? Yeah, you pay and go and then there's an audition process to get into, to get past a certain level and to get onto a team. To but in the beginning, anyone can go. You, you know, you'd be in classes in the beginning and it'd be, you know, all walks of life, all different types of people. You know, it's funny about, then, impro- about improv. And, and so I was with a group for a while and, and, and you know, you, you, you do that stuff and, and you go and, and I'm sure you can agree with this, is that after a while, when you leave it to the audience, um, a lot of the same stuff will get thrown out. So you will have, yes, yes, so yes. You will have stuff that you've already prepared and it's fully ready to go. And so, but it, you know, it's just the nature of a group of people. They're going to yell out kind of the same scenarios. And so in a way it improv in a way, like when I say, when I, when you're writing, you're just improving and, and, you know, committing it to paper, you know, it's just, it's the same, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. And I think I ended up really liking performing stand up more and just using what I learned in improv in order to write stand up or to riff in between. But yeah, I think I like knowing what I'm going to say before I go on stage. Right, right. I, I, yeah. You've done a few, you've had a few acting roles. You're out in California now. Uh, is that going to be more and more? Uh, are you going to dive more and more into uh, to trying to break into that? Yeah, I, I definitely. I'm going to keep doing both. I like doing stand-up, being on the road, getting to be with an audience. Uh, and then in the meantime, I'm always <laughs> writing or auditioning. Or it's got to be hard, stuff. though. I mean, so, so we're hearing from more and more people and actors that, that, that now, because of the pandemic, that Zoom auditions are, are kind of... Uh, you know, the way to go. Are you good with a Zoom audition, or uh, is that <laughs> is that your preference? I, 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 it's hard to emotionally connect. You know, when you're going. Oh, oh, sorry. There's a lag. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think for some for some things, it's like, man, I would like to be in the room. But the nice part is, I'm in Philly right now, and I can I can go on an audition today if I need to. So it has opened up. If I go on the road, that doesn't disqualify me from auditioning. So, in in a way, you know, there are some benefits. I, I wonder. Well. If, I definitely miss. Going I wonder if all these Zoom auditions will end up with people who can really project well, because yeah. you tend to talk much louder. 
you know, that we're going to have a whole generation of very loud actors and actresses <laughs> who are able to just That's really so project. That's so funny. You start seeing the quality of acting. Oh, what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to know about, like, you know, I've often heard that uh, East Coasters do well on the West Coast because of the East Coast hustle, right? Uh, there's just the, this, this hustle that East Coasters have that, you know, doesn't necessarily... Uh, it's not inane in in uh, West Coasters, right. and and so, but I'm like, so I'm on your LinkedIn page right now. Are you like a business person too? In a, in addition to like, or are all these things lies? Like, did you go to the Dartmouth Business School? And are you a, like a business person as well? I can't believe it. I'll tell you what, I do a lot of interviews. First time someone's pulled up. It's great. Well, so you, you it's legit, said, right? It, it, yeah, yeah. Well, you said college and I'm like, OK, well, and so I just kind of Googled uh, Alyssa Limpera's college and then uh, your LinkedIn came up. And I was like, <laughs> hang on a second here. Okay, so, so, yeah, I went to college at, in Middlebury in Vermont. And then I, I knew I wanted to go to New York to do comedy. But I was like, you know, my parents were very big on you got to have a job. So. I looked for jobs and I, I got this job consulting. So I was a management consultant. Um, and in order to do that job, I had to go to Tuck Business School that it was like a bridge program that summer to learn about to learn about business okay. and finance. And then I did that job for a year while I was doing comedy on the side. And my dad was big on just like get a year. And I remember I got like one year and one minute and then I, and then I quit and oh, I there you go. waitressed and then I started doing All comedy. Right. Yeah. So then Alyssa, in the back of your mind, uh, do those possibilities ever resurface and think, you know what, I always had this to fall back on or are you, are you committed now to what you're doing and say, you know what, acting, com- comedy, this is my career. I think, yeah, it's almost the opposite where I think it was really helpful for me to do it because I, I liked it, but I think it was helpful for me to go, this is not, <laughs> I mean, there's never something in the back of my mind. that's like, maybe I would have been happy doing like right. business or just doing a more standard job. Cause I, I think that might've been nagging me more. So it was really nice to do it and be like, yeah, I like this, but I felt it in my body the whole time I was there. Funny enough, you guys are having Jared Fried on today, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I bet he wouldn't remember this, but when I was consulting, I went to his stand-up show, and I think he started in finance too. Mm. And I asked, I bugged him after the show. I was like, "Hi, I want to do comedy. How'd you quit your finance job?" And um, he was able yeah, directly to speak. It must be a, a large support group of people in comedy who left their finance uh, careers. Uh, totally. <laughs> but having totally. having having that understanding, you know, I'm sure you've seen it doing stand-up. A lot of comedians can't manage their money and don't know don't know what they're doing. Totally, I do think like it certainly doesn't help to have a business experience and to to know yeah yeah to know a little bit about money. Right. I'll tell you what, I knew less about and I knew less than everyone else there the whole time I was at that job. I'm like. I don't know what I'm talking about. When you're overwhelmed. Uh, yeah. When you think for a second, could I do this? But yeah, to Nick's point, sometimes it's like it's, just, it's a wonderful life. You need to see what it would be like if you Definitely. if you did go that way and, and you made the right choice. Were you very athletic yeah. in school? You Were you a sprinter or? Yeah. It was yeah, a, I was a sprinter and I was competitive for, yeah. How, how competitive? Were, were I was all-American in high school. Whoa. Whoa. You teed me up. up. Did you do it in college too? Because I had a friend who was a uh, a, she was a ran track and cross country, and she went to UVM. I was like, why would you go to Vermont to run? Like it is so. (laughs) 
freaking cold up there. Totally. Yeah. What's the most miserable activity? <laughs> <laughs> a little worse. Yeah. <laughs> because like my my kids have done track and I mean they're they're at the the, the grade school level, but track meets can be great. But they can suck because it starts yes. in April. Like, and, it's, yeah. and you just, you're, you know, whatever the weather is, that's what you're running in. And, and track meets are so long. I will say, I love that you're a parent of it because that's my dream ever to just go to a track and be there and not have to run. <laughs> I dream of it. But no, I loved it. Um, but it's funny you say that about Vermont because I did get to college and basically one semester in was like, oh. I don't have to, I don't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I just quit because <laughs> it was so tough. It was so snowy and cold and I, it'd be I, miserable. I, it'd be miserable. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you on the YouTube end and so many, you know, uh, with, with making a, a living and, and we had some YouTube, um, you know, stars in here yesterday who are friends of the show and, and, uh, it, does it take you a long time to get your footing to realize how to make it work for you? Or, you know, because every, every time we ask this, we rarely get a definitive answer on how you approach it and make it work. It, a, lot, a lot of people just seem to fall into it. Yes, I actually, I did have a bit more of a, so I started writing these blogs when my dad passed away. And then I, that got me a copywriting job at Condé Nast. Okay. And then while I was there, I saw that they needed a, video team for this new female driven website. And I really wanted to act. So I kind of was like, I'd love to do this. So I would pitch a lot of videos all the time. And then eventually I was on that video team. And so I really learned to edit and produce and shoot and make videos at Condé Nast. So that helped, that helped me a lot. And then, you know, once I learned all the ins and outs of that at that job for two years, I, you know, I, I had that in my system. So I, I, I got lucky in that way. That's got to feel like a safety net as well because there's so many people who... who Now, we've, you know, a lot of times we'll talk to um, the comedy bookers and so on and so forth. Then they'll get... <laughs> they'll book YouTube people to come in or, you know, social media stars, TikTok stars, and they'll come. And they're not live performers. They're not... Right, it's yeah, a different thing. It's a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah. And totally. a lot of them think they can do that and they can't. You come from the other way. You came in as a performer. Exactly. Which I feel glad about, too, because I got to start stand up in basements. No one was following me. I didn't have, you know, I got to really fail and be really bad for a while. It didn't matter to them. By the time I had a following and could do clubs and stuff, I wasn't just learning at that point. Because that's got to be, that's got to be scary if you have to learn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I wouldn't, like, if I think of my first show, oh, boy yeah because oh, it's, sure. it's a different thing yeah youtube for, or sketches for me are you know it's joke writing but mostly it's a, it's acting sure yeah. Is, yeah well you've been at it for a while and now you're finally polished and people will be able to enjoy this <laughs> this weekend amidst yes. all the snow and so forth some uh, shining entertainment at helium uh tonight and tomorrow 7 30 shows and uh tickets at heliumcomedy.com and i'm sure you're gonna have some great crowds and a good time while you are in town Alyssa. so thanks for checking in with us this morning we appreciate it i'm really looking forward to it this was so fun thank you all you bet take care bye-bye Alyssa and paris and like i said here i comedyclub.com that's funny that she uh that that jared who's on with us later on had kind of motivated her or had piqued her interest in, how do I do this? You know, Jared's jam, Preston, is rating charcuterie boards. 
Oh, really? Uh, he's, uh, uh, we, uh, he, he is a... Uh, Wait, did we talk to him we, about we this have. before? Yeah. 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 But, but you have evolved have. in nine different levels. Mm. There's a lot more to talk about. We'll have to uh, bring that up. We're going to talk to him uh, <laughs> a little bit later on in the nine o'clock hour. I just pulled cool. up a headline on his Instagram account, and I just agree with it. It just says, stop trying to make Bloody Marys better. Uh, because you can't. Bloody yeah. Marys are, are what they are. Yeah. You don't need to improve on them. So, I agree. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to go crazy. With I don't know. Them. They kind of look cool when you get like a full menu on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. That's pretty weird. Um, hey, uh, we have a, a couple of minutes to play with because uh, we're not going to have Jared on until about nine ten or so. Uh, but I saw this. Uh, it was kind of interesting. Uh, someone in Bucks County uh, won a $5 million lottery scratch off. Did you see this? A million no. bucks? Yeah. It was sold at a Wawa on... Don't uh, try. on on Street Road. What? You're trying to get points. She is going to get points. Yeah. You're going to be bitchy yes. about it like that. Five points to Bucks. Whoa! Wow. Well, man, you, that didn't need to happen. To Bucks. Okay. No, I was planning on doing it anyway. Oh, you were? I didn't oh. tell Casey, though, but yeah. Are you kidding me? Somebody won freaking five million bucks, man, yeah, but what from Delco? <laughs> in Ben Salem. It happened in Bucks County. The All luck right. was in Bucks County. Wow. And so they got it at uh, the Wawa 1800 block of uh, Street Road in Ben Salem. By the okay. way, the score is now Delco 50, Bucks Co 30. Oh, we're creeping up. You're tightening I'm the lead. We're creeping up on that pilot that wasn't even yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. She's got yeah, an argument. I, we've only scored once. We're, we're 28 days into the year. <laughs> right. And we have one helicopter crash, and that's it. It was a good one. It was a good one. It was a good one. It was a 50-pointer. <laughs> this is the Bi-County Cup, by the way. I want to get a, I want to get a larger erase board that I can put the... Uh, the uh, Behind you. Uh, yes, the put on? the crest yeah. on there. So, so Marissa good. will... I'm voting to stop the count right now. <laughs> Probably. Oh, and Marissa is keeping a tally of all the things that have taken place and the points. That's funny. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Marissa. She just brought it in here. So the top prize, it was the top prize that players can win in the $50 game called $5 Million Money Maker Scratch Off. Wow. Uh, the Wawa store will also cash in and get $10,000 just for selling that winning ticket. I wonder if... Wait, the, um, the Pennsylvania Lottery uh, is, or no, Mega Millions. Uh, is way up. Yeah. It's tonight. No, it's, it's. I think it's over four hundred million. Oh, is I think, it? Uh, Powerball's yeah. back up to over um, hundred million. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they're both creeping up again. Do they sell Mega Millions and yeah. shows? Shows. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Powerball's at one hundred and four, and I'll see what you come see me, Preston. I'll <laughs> see what the Mega Millions is. Mega uh, Millions is four hundred and twenty-one million. There you, there you go. go. Quick question: If you're the Wawa and you do get that feedback, mm-hmm. do you? Split that with the employees, or how do you approach that? Mm, oh, Where I does the know. money go? Does it go to corporate? I would imagine. Are, are they franchises? No, no. It's uh, one. Wawa is Wawa. Okay, so Wawa's the owner. Then, then the store. Then why would the store get ten thousand well, dollars? I don't know. Well, maybe, they, maybe they do split it up amongst the employees. Be nice, if, right? if, it's, like if, if it's corporate headquarters, like if Cho's sold it, they would get the ten thousand. You know, right. it just goes to the owner, and Mrs. So Cho would pull up in a bed. Yeah, but there's not an owner of this. If it's uh, you so, know it what probably I mean? just goes to corporate, and okay. they're allowed to do whatever they want with it. Right. I guess. All right. Uh, so the Pennsylvania Lottery made the announcement on Tuesday, and uh, we don't know who the winner is. Uh, so mystery winner. Congratulations. Five million bucks, man. Yeah. Well, listen. You know, I mean, you hear all these, you hear all the, the 500,000, 500 million and all these big, big ones. Man, do you imagine stumbling into five million dollars? It seems so puny compared to those other numbers, but think about how life-changing that is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There was a guy, uh, I forget who, uh, was a, a, a financial whiz, and I was watching an interview with him, and, and he made the point about, I forget what amounts he said, but he said, 
at a certain point, what's the difference between this amount and this amount? Right, right. Yeah. right. So, so, so <laughs> it all becomes. Well, yeah. Insignificant. All right, a, so a Steve, there's a funny plot line on on the TV show Succession. Oh my God, Where, that's exactly what I was going to say. All right, so, so they are mega rich, right? It's, right, it's yeah. sort of like a, a takeoff on the Rupert Murdoch family, right? And, yeah. um, you know, so billions level, right? right? And uh, somebody on that show at that's one point, right. like, Stay. oh, I thought Wrong that was line. a billion. That's Sorry, right <laughs> that's the one. Sorry, uh, uh, somebody on that show at some point uh, achieves the status of around ten million dollars worth of wealth, and they say how miserable that is. Now, it was actually million, five million dollars. I can't believe I couldn't get the story. Out. <laughs> um, you can't. How long have you been on the show? <laughs> Uh, long enough that I still can't think straight. So, ten, so, so it's $10 million. Uh, yes. Okay. I don't remember where I was going with this. But the point is, is that $10 million for uber wealthy people is, is not that much money. Right. Because they are at a level of wealth that doesn't get them to uber wealth. Right. But is more than being poor in their book. So being like a millionaire, you're poor. $10 million, you're not really at that level yet. A right. billion dollars, you're rich. You know, right. it's funny because you always respect like yeah. when you and again, I've always thought that if you're able if you earn it, it means more to you. And then other people have said, oh, it doesn't matter. But right. It matters. Uh, but it, I think it does also in context, uh, you know, like the um, like you look at Bezos um, and that that level of wealth. But he, he had to go into outer space <laughs> yeah. to get excited about right. something yeah, like right. what at a certain point. Like you can we, do whatever when you, you go want. In, I, right. I have a new Batman statue Anytime. at home that I got, you know, and I'm just like, oh, when I walk in, that's what I love this. But, uh, you know, it's nothing. Yeah. What, what, when he just bought how many acres in Hawaii, mm-hmm. Hawaiian real estate, this sprawling estate? Does, does he go, this is great? Or is like, oh, that was interesting. Yeah, I, I always think about that Judge Judy interview on, on Norm MacDonald where she talks about her wealth, and he asked her specifically, and he asked her in a nice way, and she talks about how. Because she's a hundred million plus, yeah. right? Crazy it, money. But it removes for her and her family. It removes stressors in her life. There are things that she never has to worry about. That doesn't mean that you're automatically happy. Right. right it does right, not. Right. Money does not buy happiness. But it can remove stressors mm-hmm. that the average person does not have to deal. That's with. true. I'll bet you some of those people that have the, the, that much money that they uh, that the thrill is gone on a lot of things. That's so too. That they probably get a kick out of. Making people do things oh, out of manipulating people, you know what I mean? Sure. That, that, some some I mean, can't really scumbag buy types. That, you know? I think that's oh, just yeah. a jerk in general. They don't yeah, yeah. be rich. Totally. Well, yeah, I know, but but to a level that is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they can do it. They they can uh, money. I'll can... give you fifty cents to smack your mother. Right. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Scott. Hey, Scott. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. What's up, Scott? I'm a GM at Wawa. I just wanted to explain how the uh, lottery works as far as uh, winnings are concerned. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So let's say your Wawa um, has uh, has sold a $5 million ticket and you win $10,000 as a store does. What happens to that? It goes to corporate. Goes ah, to corporate. Wow. <laughs> All right. This is yeah, simple as that. Simple explanation. <laughs> They are the ones uh, who are responsible for putting funds. those lottery tickets in, yeah. the, in, the, in the store. So, yeah. That's it, man. I, yeah. I, you know, the line grows long, and then you know, you're putting a lottery tickets in there, and yeah. everybody's getting impatient at the line, and you get yelled at, and like, hey, come on, help the line out. But 
at the end of the day, corporate gets that money. And oh, that okay. Change. It would be nice to, to to spread that money, you know, with the employees of that particular store. But I, I guess uh, that's why I don't own a Wawa or hey, a franchise. Scott. Wawa. Hey, Scott, why don't you sell batteries? <laughs> <laughs> Every single day. Do you Every sell single... batteries? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we sell cigarettes and gas. All right. Thanks, Scott. Get some Sisley's, maybe. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, so they do. I will say Wawa does provide some store recognition funds. So okay. if you're the Wawa that sells a winning lottery ticket, they'll put maybe like $1,000 in store recognition funds. You can throw a pizza party or you can take your team out to Dave and Buster's or something like that. But, well, that's not bad. Uh, it's something. That's, you know, something, a little something, a yeah. little, little token of appreciation. But outside of that, no, they're, they're taking that to the bank because, right. you know, Wawa's yeah, trying to make some money here. I got you. All right, thanks, Scott. Appreciate it, man. Hey. I don't like when you guys do it, but I think it's funny when other people call in and do it. All right, one other quick thing, and then and then we'll take a break. Um, But uh, this is interesting. So uh, Wordle, uh, the game, the word game, uh, which is very very popular right now. um, Apparently, um, a uh, Twitter user is trying to ruin the Wordle fun because everybody it's it's actually it's not an app; it's a website. You go to the website. Everybody in the world who goes on the website gets the exact same word, I, I guess, or at least English speaking. Uh, I don't know about other, if there are foreign uh, um, countries Japanese that, that, don't, that don't have English yeah. that, that maybe have their version of it. I'm not sure. But anyhow, the English speaking ones. So you go to it. Everybody goes to the same one. We're all working on the same word together. I didn't know that the first time I played it. I took a screenshot when I finished. I sent it to Casey. Yeah, yeah. He's like, don't send a screenshot. There's a share button. If you send a screenshot, it gives away the answer. Uh-huh. Okay, so don't do that. I was like, okay, I won't do that anymore. But apparently there's a Twitter account uh, that has been trying to ruin it, and they uh, have been posting the upcoming winning words. Uh, it is thought they came up with the words by looking at the Wordle webpage source code. And uh, the account automatically responded to uh, accounts posting their Wordle scores with a message. It says, guess what? People don't care about your mediocre linguistic es- escapades. To teach you a lesson, tomorrow's word is, and then it gives away the answer. So... Listen, uh, what kind of a scumbag is prompted to do that? It's, uh, people have found a benign way to have a little bit of enjoyment, and that pisses someone off. I know, off. like, why? Um, I bet I, you Hitler would have done I that. didn't get all... I'm going to download the app right now because... It's uh, not an app. It's a website. Oh, jeez. I um, just said that. <laughs> Wordle? Yes. Oh, okay. Um... But it's now, just. Oh, by the way, you got to remember, I, I there, there's a heavy smell of brute wafting in the air. That's true. That's true. Causing now, delirium. There is an app that we have called Word Us, oh. which is essentially what. That's what I was going to ask you because you guys keep playing on an app. No, we don't. You do play that Word app, though. Us Word is up. not an app. Oh no, just Shell and I do. Rochelle and I do. That's for fun. Okay, so you so you play as many as you want to. It just goes over and over and over. It's a good time killer. But the actual Wordle website is one word per day, okay. and that's it. And that's the one that Casey and I play. Then who compare. sang Word Up? Uh, <laughs> Word Cameo. Up. Okay, Cameo did Word, Word up. up. Wait a minute. So, oh. so Kath, if you want to download the app, yeah. it's Word Us. Okay, that's what I see. Okay, All so right. that's just for fun yeah. to play. Got but it. if you actually want to be in on the on the Word, what everybody's doing. It's the what's the website, Casey? Do you uh, have it, it is powerlanguage.co.uk. Yeah, that's okay. it. So, or you can do a search on Wordle, Wordle. online game. Yeah, and I'm sure Google will, will find it for you. But it's fun. It's pretty ingenious. It's uh, it's simple, uh, but it's um, boom. It, Got it in three. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you were saying this. <laughs> uh, 
so. <laughs> so wait, y'all. Sorry, and by quick. the way, he does this all the time during yeah. the show. Is and and is this that's it now? Now you, Casey, you can't play He's again done for today. The day. I'm done for the day till okay. tomorrow morning, and then it pops back up. But it's it's fun. It's 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 one that you can sit there and work on for a while, and have a real hard time with, and set it down, and come back to it later on, and nail it, and have a fresh uh, head, right? And, take a shower, and try it again. Take a shower, wipe your butt, yeah. whatever you got to do. A fresh head, uh, smoke the ball, <laughs> fresh head, exactly, smoke the ball. With me? Uh, All right. Anyway, Uh, so avoid the Twitter account, which is uh, Wordlinator, W-O-R-D-L-I-N-A-T-O-R, because that's one that's spoiling it for everybody. Yeah, it's not cool. Exactly. Um, Fun spoiler. Do we need to take a break? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. we could take a break, yeah. Okay, yeah. Can I just mention one thing? Um, I talked about Chestnut Hill on ice earlier. Yes. Um, because of the weather, they're actually postponing Saturday, so they're still going to have the event tonight, uh, which starts at 5 p.m. Uh, they're going to postpone for Saturday, so no event on Saturday. They're going to do it on Sunday from 12 to uh, from yeah 12 to 5 on Sunday. Okay, they should so be fine then. Sunday. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. All right, let's take a break because we are going to have uh, Jared Freed, who is at Punchline, joining us, and then Keith Yandel. Flyers defenseman broke this unbelievable Iron Man record. So we'll get to those guests and more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. At WMMR, Pierre's workforce blocks are a daily Philly tradition. But why should he have all the fun? It's a fill-in-the-block weekend where you get to make the call. Text or tweet that fills in the third song. It's going to be good. So fire up your smart speaker, our free app, or your radio, and listen for blocks and blocks of everything that rocks all weekend long. Now that's what I'm talking about. From the Blockheads on the station that's live and local 24-7, 93.3 WMMR. Case is getting our next guest up and uh, ready to go, who we're going to have along in just a moment, uh, a little later on, too. Uh, we're going to have Keith Yandel uh, from the Flyers who broke the NHL Ironman record. Um, 965 <gasps> games straight. Amazing. And that's sport. It's yeah. not like, you know, as you said, there's some lower impact sports. Yeah. You're getting your ass kicked every time you go out and play. This is the real one. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk to Keith a little bit later on. But yes, our guest is ready to go. He's going to be at Punchline tonight and tomorrow. A couple shows both nights, 7.39.45. You can get tickets at punchlinephilly.com. This is Jared Free. Lauren and Jared. I don't hear anything. Oh, God, thank you for having me. There, there we, we go. go. We got yeah. you now. How you doing, man? I'm good. What a reception. Thanks for having me. It is our absolute pleasure. And uh, we know you're uh, you're in town already. We got a little weather on the way today. So you've been made aware of yeah. that? I'm here. I, I Someone was like, what are you going to do about the snow? I was like, um, whatever they tell me to do. I don't know why, <laughs> why, why we're looking to our comedians to, to lead us through the snowstorm. Yeah, we, we, How the hell do I know? I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the show. I'm going to go to work if I'm told to go to work. Yeah, you. this is the time to be a loose cannon. You, you, yeah, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm going to redefine yeah. what you do in the snow. It's going to be fine, though. Listen, and in fact... You know, sometimes it's the best time to go out. Uh, you know, it gives a little bit of an element of risk to it when you go out. So it's it's a lot more fun. Yeah, I want – it's like a tight wire act. I'm from Boston where everyone, yeah. like, they look at snow and then they go, it's never enough. <laughs> like, oh, this, this is snow. They get mad that it's not even bigger and that people aren't frozen to death in the street. They're yeah. like, oh, why did we even – Talk about it. They get mad that you talked about it, you know. So I'm gonna do that just until I'll be the one freezing to death, hoping, like, you know, 
waving people into my shows so that I can pay rent in the future. Yes. Hey, Jared, <laughs> when 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 snowstorms would happen, would that be uh, would that be a, a a call to arms to uh, to round up the booze and everybody get together and try and uh, uh, congregate at the local pub or something like that? Well, I I was seventeen, so I wasn't really you know uh, congregating at my you know O'Han- O'Hanlon's <laughs> pub, but I <laughs> but I, I you know I do that. I think any I, as a true person of uh, that drinks too much, any weather makes me drink okay. and makes me hark. Any, you know, any weather will make me like, it's, oh, it's snowing. Oh, it's it's sunny. We should have a drink. Oh, it's, 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 my, it's mild out. Uh, yeah, we should just do a drink. Um, I went to Penn State, so I think you picked that up there. So right. yeah, probably that's where you're going to get that indoctrination. You mentioned Boston in the snow, and I remember it was a couple years ago, and we were reporting on it, I mean, you, Boston just got effing hammered, and then they mm. they actually had parking lots where they had stacked the snow because it was just so much. And then when that started to melt, they found like nine bodies of just people who were like, oh my god, yeah, like crazy. I mean, yep. you, uh, people. I remember those. I remember those snow stacks because they would stack it in like certain areas, and then they'd be there until like. The summer, yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. they lasted yeah. forever, and you'd be like, like it's just like it's the reason people leave the northeast. Like my parents, they moved. My parents made the Jewish pilgrimage to Boca, and <laughs> they and when they they immediately were like, yeah, I don't know why we lived anywhere else. They were like, why have we been just miserable? It's like why you know you're looking at a snow stack that's brown. <laughs> In the middle of July, you're like, oh, this is how life should be. No, it shouldn't. This no, is why you're miserable. You're right. And, in fact, when you do go, when you do go those uh, those times and you're like, it should be like this. Like, you can't, like Southern California weather is, is per- Northern California is great. Uh, you know, yeah. all of this stuff. But uh, and, and sometimes I find myself wanting to resist going to these places for that very revelation that this is the way I should be living. Because it, it'll always lose by comparison. You know that that that's the thing. Like Northeast people, like you don't want to lose that. You don't yeah. want to lose that like little bit of anger. That <laughs> that's why people, you know, are funny from these areas. You know, like it's like it's it's it. it, it you're like you're you're molded by it. What do you like Bane? You know, like uh, <laughs> like you're, exactly. I was molded by the misery. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's very so, true. <laughs> It, it is very true. I mean, that's why, like, you have so many comics from Philly, Boston, New York, and they're just like, you know, you just have a different view on things. Not everything's rosy. Not everything's perfect. I think Bane was from Boston, as I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> uh, I have to bring this up because you are the charcuterie yeah. man. You are the you are the charcuterie uh, meister. The board lord. Excuse the board me. lord. The board yeah. lord. Right. You're referring to royalty, sir. <laughs> the board lord. Since the last time we talked to you... Preston has taken a quantum leap forward in charcuterie capabilities. Do you want to explain, Preston? I found a recipe, and it's fantastic. It is a, it's an edible uh, charcuterie board. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these or not. I, I This is awkward. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, board board. This is really awkward. Uh, I've seen it. I, I'm familiar with the, as the board lord, I'm familiar with all versions of charcuterie, and mm. It's going to be a no from me, dog. Uh, wow. Edible board. That's just that's just a badly made pizza. 
Okay. <laughs> you put a you put a sampler platter on a pizza, right. Preston. I'd rather have. And, and how long does it last? Ten minutes. It's hot for ten minutes, unless you've got sterno cups. Unless you're putting it on, you know, a specifically made serving tray that just stays heated the whole time. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to people? Mm. What are you, what are you doing to people, Preston? I'll- you're at a party, and now you're gonna rip it. Now I gotta listen to you talk about. Oh yeah, we made it in the egg, and now I gotta like act like I care about your stupid egg <laughs> grill. This is this is the problem. We've got off the rails. Okay. It's gotta be Preston's, you know, big show where he's made an edible board. He's changed the game, and I gotta go along with this. And all your friends at your party go, oh, whoa, how do you make this? They don't want to make that. Oh, whoa, I can dip uh, into honey. That's a bowl made into. The the bread. Oh, you've seen Get it. out of here, Preston. <laughs> I'll, admit, think, I'll admit. You think I'm new to the game here? I've been the, I've been the board game too long. You were, you were sitting back. I saw you got cocky for a second. You were sitting back in your chair. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> board Lord out. I'll admit it's novelty. I will admit it's yeah. novelty. I will agree with you on that regard. I have not completely abandoned the traditional okay. uh, charcuterie. And I, and I do put those together from time to time. Uh, but I thought it was a, a fun nice change but listen i'm I'm gonna segue from that into a post that you had on instagram and i will agree with you in this regard uh and 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 it's similar to this argument that you're making with bloody marys what you don't need to go crazy with this and that's that's been happening on that so you found common ground on the bloody mary front okay yeah yeah but i agree with him on the 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 people are getting cutesy with it and and getting away from the purity of what it all is a board, a charcuterie board, a meat and cheese platter is about freedom. What Preston's <laughs> doing is anti-American um, because you, ha- Preston's board, you have to eat in the first 10 minutes of the party. Beyond that, it's garbage, it's trash, it's leftovers because it's cold. The whole And what a charcuterie board is for is for people to go and go and when the other food ain't cutting it or it's not enough or you want some some filler you can go over there and dance around the board and you know get some get something in you and that board that's got a 10 minute shelf life a badly made pizza nobody i i'm sorry i i don't know i don't even know i'll have I to say I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in your league i i am grasshopper <laughs> to your, uh, right. to yes. your shaolin master but i will say this we had it in here it held up pretty well for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. It's I okay. don't know. Now, uh, listen, it's true. Listen, I don't, have, it's to go, I don't have to go into work with this guy every day. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> say some nice things. Now, where do you, when, when people get into things like, you know, a dessert charcuterie and board. By the way, charcuterie means meat and cheese, right? Yes. Is that okay. what I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. yeah uh, it, 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 it actually uh, is, is uh, defined as that. So, now I think we're going off the rails in that regard. Oh no! Yeah, no. we've left we've left the the haze out of the barn, haze in the barn, whatever the <laughs> saying is. It's it's bad. Yeah. Um, it's really representative of a culture that is doing things for the like as opposed to the actual experience. This brings me back to the Bloody Mary. That Bloody Mary with that I had on my Instagram has a literal turkey on it. Right. It has a turkey <laughs> on it. That, okay, I, I'm not even exaggerating. It's a full turkey. So you have a mediocre bloody mary with a worse than mediocre turkey so a picture could be taken so that the people who built it can get more likes so we're taking away substance for this like weird currency 
that doesn't even exist. And you know what? We're all more. We're all less happy for it. Uh, you know, you, you can't even eat the turkey. The turkey's less than it should be. The Bloody Mary's less than it should be. Everyone online's looking at it, going, "I guess I missed out on the big Bloody Mary party." Right. Everyone's miserable. The happy index has been brought down a notch, and it, you know these people think they're. It's for themselves. They're not doing it for us. No, it's, it's true. Go on and on. This is a, this is about capitalism. This is about. Society. This is, you know, this is about more than just the food. Well, let me ask you because you you are a traditionalist, obviously, with the charcuterie mm-hmm. board and with the Bloody Mary. Is there something in the culinary realm you would be mm. considered a wild-eyed radical in your perception? Okay. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on President Steve. I'm Philadelphia, best food uh, city in the country. Ah, uh, wow. Ah, uh. and great food city that gets overlooked because the mascot for the city is like the disgusting fat jerk who's like, you gotta get a cheese steak, cheese steak, whiz wit. And it's like, so everyone's like, ew, get away from me, grossy. And that person is in the way of like all the other fantastic restaurants because there's more space here. You can be a more inventive chef. You can do it for less money. The the rent is less. No one's moving to New York. You just can't get in there. Here, you got, you know, Zahav, Badia. You you know, there's inventive things going on here. No, you're right. You You, you nailed it it off. Absolutely. Yep. Yep, that's it. And, and yeah, the perception... Of uh, of the cheesesteak dude is overshadowing <laughs> yes. this world the, the world class food that's available here. You're right. Nobody's treading. Nobody trusts the guy in gray sweatpants with stains on it with a bird's t shirt <laughs> who's yelling at you about how to order a, a cheesesteak. Like like I look at that guy and I go, that guy only eats cheesesteaks every day of his life. So who cares? I don't know. I yeah. always trust the fat person when it comes to yeah. <laughs> when it comes to food. Yeah, we no, were I'm trust one the time. fat guy who knows how to dress and has a chef's coat on and did a bunch of years in culinary school. I you know like that guy. I, you know, I don't need Silver Linings Playbook douche telling me how to eat. <laughs> Casey, will track down someone who's overweight to ask where the best place to eat is. We were at Disney World and yeah. we wanted to hey, find out where the I'll do, I'll do some, I'll, I'll pull people on the streets. Hey, fatty. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Jared, listen listen to this. I mean, we, we found this this diamond uh, in, in Disney World Press, if you want to relay the well, story. Well, you, you, you wanted to get some ice cream, a really good dessert, and you w- went <laughs> up to somebody that looked like they've had a lot of desserts and asked, <laughs> and sure, enough, <laughs> sure enough, we found this place in, in the French section of Epcot, which had these, it yeah. was essentially, it was like a brioche uh, stuffed with ice cream put in a panini press. It was pretty damn mad. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean... As someone with weight problems themselves, my I am a I, I talk about my weight on stage all the time. I'm self conscious. If someone came up to me and was like, "Hey, do you know where the desserts are here?" It's just <laughs> randomly at Disney World. Oh I, I that would hurt me for a while. That would be that would hit me. Uh, that would hit me right. I'd be like, I guess I'm leaving. I guess I'm not going to the pool today. <laughs> you know what though? You, so so you. With this, and I, so I'm, I'm curious with this as well, because you're passionate about this. I love the passion of, about the, fo- the food realm. But you also know you're, you're an expert on, on dating apps. You, you give relationship advice periodically. Could you yourself ever be with someone who, for example, embraced a baked charcuterie board? It'd take a lot to get over. Um, <laughs> but I, 
you know, we'd have to agree on why it was made. That's the thing. The charcuterie boards, the, you know, the dessert one, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all these like all these extracurricular boards. I just need them to go. I need the psychology of it yeah. and I need awareness and I need them to go, you know, you're right. I, I did make this because I need attention and maybe our relationship is in trouble and you're not giving me enough time. Like it would be about that. Right. I got you. That, that, that could be, that's one of those signs that people might miss in a relationship. How, what is your charcuterie status? Yeah, this is all to say, Preston, are you okay? Have you have you been approached for um, endorsements of, of products that would that would lend themselves to this? You know, oh, to charcuterie. Oh my God! It, it, this this whole, I mean, I you know, I kid around. The board lord thing has opened up doors that I cannot. You know, you go. I can't believe I'm being paid to put on a crown right now and push. <laughs> You know, Robert Mondavi, you know, because it's like it's um, and I enjoy it. I mean, like this, that's the thing. When I, I started comedy and I know you had a list on earlier. Yes. And yeah. it, it so I was like selling life insurance and annuities. And I remember I was like I, and I went to Penn State. I got a business degree from there and all that stuff. And I remember when I left my job, I was like, I just want to be funny for money. Like, I just want to make a living being funny. And I. Yeah. I was like, and I, you know, explained to that to my parents who were like, what? Like, my parents like, what, you're funny? You know, like, they, 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 you know, what are you doing? Uh, and they, you know. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. No, uh, just, they were just, I was just like, I, I'll do whatever. And like, I just started always doing a bunch of stuff. And it's so funny because I saw you had Alyssa on earlier. She, I, I met her before she started. Yeah. She, it was the cool. She she had told us she, she, she relayed this story to us. She's like she came up to you post show one day, and was like, "How did you how did you leave that and start this? I yeah. want to do this and and got advice so from I, you." It, so I guess you're gonna get it from the other side. How, how I felt in that moment, I remember that happening, and I remember she's from outside of Boston too. So I I think like you know I think. You know, I I was I'm not anybody now, but I was less no I was more nobody then. So like, <laughs> you know, I, I I remember it was like one of my first ever spots, like paid spots at Stand Up New York, a club in New York City. I'm so excited. You know, this is it. Like you're doing a paid spot, which is a big deal. You guys know that. Yes, absolutely. And, and I'm like, I go on stage, and it's like a hot Saturday night, and I like I do my spot, and it goes okay, and I'm like, and I'm I'm outside, and like. I remember Alyssa was like with her friends. It wasn't just her. Like her friends were encouraged. She was like embarrassed to say, you know, like, and, her, and I'm like, and I'm outside of the club and like, you know, these cute girls are coming up to me. I'm like, here it is. You <laughs> made it. Jay uh, Train knocked him dead. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, you paid spot, New York City, killing it. I'm like a few years into comedy. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying my best to get on stage as much as possible. And I remember these women came up to me and they were so nice. And they're like, they, they, they don't even say good job. They're like, our friend is funny. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm just ruined right away. They're like, she wants to do comedy. How does she do it? How does she leave her? And I remember me, you have that ping of like, oh, yeah. oh you come back, come back to earth, you idiot. And yeah. then, and then I, um, you know, I, I tried to 
give whatever advice I could as far as I knew it to that day. And uh, no, I'm so happy for her. I mean, her shows are going to be great. So everyone. No, it's cool. And, too. and honest, honestly, yeah. yeah and she, she spoke highly. She said you were, yeah. you were very informative during that. That is kind of funny, though, when, when, when you start and I just stand up for, for, for a bit and you 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 your ability to meter where you are in the progression of your career is bad. You have no, oh, I'm playing this club. I guess I'm this type of comedian. And you're like, you're way off, you know? It's, yeah, it's they, so they see hard. you in a different way exactly. than you see yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, we're all so hard on ourselves. You're like, I'm just, you know, I, we're always thinking of the next thing. What do I don't have? Right. And they're looking at you going, they're on stage Saturday night, New York City. They must know how to leave their job and finance. And it's like, I don't know. It was a hard, I, and also I was selling life insurance. I was like the, you know, I'm like the the, the, the street, I'm, I'm retail. You know, it's not like I left like Goldman Sachs. Like, right. I was an idiot, you know, C student at Penn State. And she's probably like killing it. And I'm like, yeah, just leave. So like the whole thing, it is funny, and it's like now looking back, like I'm, 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 my, I'm actually my, 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 my cold, bored Lord heart is warmed by this whole thing. Like I'm so proud for her because nice. you know I love all her videos and watching her get more and more successful. And I think of that moment, and I'm like thinking of like these cute women coming up to me, and how like I was like immediately just bruised. Then you know you give whatever good advice you you can give, and most of it is in. And you know this for for stand up. It's all, a lot of the advice that you can give is really like diet and exercise. It's very boring, <laughs> right? right. You know, okay. What you end up saying eventually, and I found it. I've, I've said to people, I've been doing this and, and you know doing comedy on on the show for many years. Mm. I always say, um, are they laughing? Yeah. Then it's <laughs> then it's working, right? Yeah. I mean, there's really no real hard and fast rules. Get on stage, tape the set, listen to the set, rewrite, get back on stage, yes. diet and exercise. That's and it. It's, and it's a long process, and you're gonna have you're gonna have very few wins, and you're gonna have a lot of losses. And it's like when you say that to someone, you can just see, <laughs> you can watch you stabbing their dream in the heart <laughs> in their eyes. Like they want you to, they want you to look at them and go. Oh, I heard you're funny. Come on the road. It's like, I don't even have the ability. I can't do that. I'm, you know, it's about getting paid $25 at a New York City spot. It's like you thinking you were going to get laid that night, man. It's just, you know, it happens. It is. Just like, uh, yeah. yeah. My, my penis looks up to me like, no, nope, not tonight, buddy. Right, Jared. Sorry. Pizza. Sorry, Jay Train. Oh, we ain't going anywhere. <laughs> All right, well, listen, Jared, we got to wrap, man. But thank you so much. You are one of our favorite guests. We love having you on. And uh, we'll do it again sometime down the road, obviously. But in the meantime, Punchline tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows, 7.30, And you get those tickets through punchlinephilly.com. Have a Look, great time while you're here, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I have, I'm have. i a fan. I have, like, I know I have a ton of friends listening right now. And they're like, they're like you're beloved. Oh, so I love that's coming awesome. on here. And it is such a pleasure and, like, really cool to, like, talk to you guys and hang out. So and thanks so much, man. The board lord, Jared Green, yeah. guys. Excellent. I love it. I love it. All right, we're going to take a break because we're going to come back in a moment, and then we are going to have on uh, Keith Yandel. He was actually yeah. Zooming for part of that. He yeah. was watching oh, was what he? was going oh, on. Cool. But, uh, I think he had to do something real quick. He's going to uh, come back from that. We're going to get him on the air, talk to him about his Iron Man record that he broke uh, with the NHL. We'll be back in a second. Stay put. 
Star spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Froggy. Froggy, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Our next guest uh, we're excited to have on. Um, you know, we've had in the studio before a gentleman by the name of Cal Ripken Jr. Yes, we have. Pretty cool, right? Pretty amazing record. We consider one of the unbeatable records in sports. But unless you're actually using that bat to hit the other players <laughs> in the head, I think it's tough to compare to the uh, record that our next. I have to on. agree, just because yeah. of the physicality of uh, of hockey. So we would like to welcome now the owner of the Iron Man record of the NHL, NHL Philadelphia defenseman Keith Gandel is on the program. Yeah. Hey, Keith, how you doing, man? What's up, guys? Yo, how you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure, man. So, uh, first of all, you know, as, as everybody's been saying to you uh, this week, congratulations. That's, uh, uh, that's a huge achievement. Uh, and, and one of the first things I want to ask is, is at one point in your career, you know how they when they talk to people that are on a streak, don't mention it, don't say it, uh, ignore it, and just kind of let it happen. When did you start to become aware uh, that this might be a possibility in your career? Um, honestly, it was kind of one of those things where I, I didn't really like talking about it. It's, it's one of those things. No one really likes talking about themselves anyway. So it's yeah. kind of, I just went along with it. It was, um, you know, I'd say probably the last couple of years was okay. maybe, maybe the last year or two where you're like, okay, I could, uh, maybe get this. But a lot of the times I, I, I didn't even know how many games I was at. It was one of those things I didn't look at where, um, you know, it's just, I wanted to come to the rink every day and, and, and be available. And, uh, you know, I think obviously a lot of luck came into it, too. So I'm uh, obviously grateful that that it happened. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't really one of those things I talked too much about. Did, did someone bring it up to you or were you just happening to, you know, look at the calendar or look at the game count and, and, and make the conclusion yourself? Um, well, I, I knew at some point I knew, I think, uh, this year, the, over the summer, I knew if I – Played this year. At some point this year, I would have got it. And then uh, Kevin Hayes, I know he he had mentioned it a few times about you know what day it was, stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it wasn't really anything I looked up or, or kind of researched on it. I just uh, just went about my business. <laughs> and what if you just go, hey, shut up, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I would just try to change the conversation uh, as quick as possible. Yeah, uh, Keith, I believe that uh, good things happen to good people, and, and uh, you know you're known around the league as, as one of the good guys of the NHL. Um, and I, I think that the streak is enormously impressive, but especially so over the last two years with everything that everybody on the planet has had to deal with. Uh, did you take any different precautions than anybody else just avoiding COVID? And, you know, Drew's been out and, and Provorov's been out and, and, you know, it's it's racked the league. The games have been, been suspended. So how were you able to just stay healthy the whole time? Yeah, um, it's actually, I mean, I've, I've always been kind of a germaphobe where I'm, I've always washed my hands, tried to stay as uh, as you know, on top of that stuff as possible. Um, you know, obviously I think with, with everything that's going on, um, you know, it, it was tough over the last couple of years, not being able to see family and friends and have people come in town. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think it was worth it. Um, you know, and obviously, uh, grateful that, I, that, that I didn't, uh, 
lose it to something like that. As yeah. a germaphobe, when somebody gives you the stink glove, do you say, ooh, gross? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just kind of give it back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do. need this. <laughs> throughout throughout these, these years in your career, um, were, there, were there times where... Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you came close to not dressing or to, you know, just not being able to make the uh, uh, the game at all. Uh, were, were there a few close calls or has it always been ready to go no matter what? Yeah, no, there's been a bunch of close calls. Uh, you know, a lot of time, kind of game time decisions where it's, you know, you don't know how you're going to feel the next day. If you, if you get an injury and, you know, a game prior and you're, uh, you're feeling it, um, you just kind of wait to see till that next day. And I think for me, it, it happened a few times where I didn't know until right before the game whether I was going to be able to play or not. Um, one happened here in Philly. We played in Boston the night before. I took a puck in the heel bone. I thought I just shattered like my whole thing. Oh, I, oh, I couldn't even finish the game um, in Boston. And then we played the next day here in in, uh, in Philly. And the trainers there uh, in Florida at the time they they were up to, we were up till three in the morning. They were working on my foot, trying to loosen it up, trying to get it activated and uh you know they were able to help me out where i was able to get it in the boot and able to lace them up wow. is that a double-edged sword if like the team doctor knows you're going for this record <laughs> and he says things like well you still have a few chambers left in your heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well i think one of the biggest things was i took a puck in the face lost uh, i think nine teeth broke like the upper part of my jaw <sighs> two years ago and uh Oof. i came to the rink the next day and bobby Orr was at the rink and he, he just said I don't understand. He said, uh, you know, you mulch a long way from your legs, so you should be able to play. And I was like, oh, <laughs> of course crazy. he did. Because <laughs> it's insane. Uh, Bobby Orr is telling you that. You got to play. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. So, all right. Uh, Jesus. Back in, into your younger, younger years, were you a uh, were you a perfect attendance kind of kid at school? I was, yeah. I always, uh-huh. I always went to school. I, it was we didn't have it like uh, my parents both worked, so they didn't want us staying home. So we went to school no matter what. And I actually I loved going to school. It was more of a social hour for me. But um, uh-huh. yeah, I didn't uh, didn't like missing days of school. It was I think going to school was the best. You're hanging out with your friends. You're uh, you know doing everything. You get going to lunch, recess, everything. Uh, you know, obviously the tests and stuff like that aren't ideal, but uh, everything else. <laughs> the actual hey, school. What's yeah. what's your family's uh, reaction to this, Keith? Is it is it no surprise to them, or, or are they just excited? Um, I think it's surprising for everyone. I yeah. think just you know, as a kid, obviously they you know, no one expects to even play in the NHL, and then I think you know, my parents are are so proud. Um, you know, they were able to come to the game in uh, in the island uh, the other day. So having my friends and family there was was amazing. Um, you know, a lot of them I haven't been able to see for a while. And it's, uh, you know, I think I think for them, it's, you know, they play a huge role in it. And, and you know, getting to me, getting me to where I am now. And, uh, you know, they definitely deserve a lot of the credit. So, Keith, I was watching the game on TV, uh, and it was really cool to see it happen. And uh, Steve had, had joked around a little bit before the, the streak was actually tied and then broken that it'd be really cool if you were actually Iron Man and had, had, <laughs> had, that, had that outfit. But uh, there was a kid, and I don't know if you knew him, but there, there was a booth, um, uh, a suite, where people were cheering for you. They had a, a ton of Flyers uh, gear on, and a kid put on an Iron Man mask. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that person was? That that was my nephew trip. Yeah, my uh, my sister's uh, oldest son, and he came. I actually saw him in the hotel lobby uh, before the game, and he was all dressed up. He lo- he loves hockey. He 
loves the Flyers. It's, um, you know, so it was pretty cool to see him like that. And he, he was so excited for me as, uh, as everyone else was. That's awesome, man. Uh, you know, it's it's tough that it that it did happen in the middle of a, of a slump that's taking place right now, and and I know that uh, the most important thing to you and everybody else is to get back on the track to to get some wins and and uh, and focus more on that. Have you felt a little bit strange that this is happening at the same time where there's a negative with the team? I, I mean, it's got to be bittersweet. Yeah, hundred percent. It's kind of you know one of those things where if your team's not doing well, it's kind of hard to take positives out um and you know obviously you'd rather be winning and being on a you know a 10 game winning streak and having everything uh feel good but you know i think like we've preached all year it's just kind of on to the next game and uh, hopefully we can start a run and putting some wins together here tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the weird thing is because obviously you want to win. You know, you 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 know you. It, it, it's it's just in in life. It's it's a rare situation because. Now you have everyone stepping up with the solution, and it's like, like this is what you guys do for a living. You know, you're you're going you're to put this together, and you're going to get past it. But I guess part of the job involves you hearing from armchair pundits, <laughs> or everyone's giving you advice on how to get past it. And how, how I mean, do you just keep the proverbial stiff stiff upper lip and soldier on, or does it does it wear at you periodically? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think in hockey, you have to have uh, a mindset where. You know, we play so many games that after the game, you, you think about it for a day or maybe two, and then you're on to the next game. Right. Um, but obviously, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's mentally draining when you're going through stuff like this. It's, you know, one of those things you just will do anything for a win. And, you know, obviously, guys, we're trying our hardest and, we, and we're playing hard. But uh, right. you know, just finding that win right now is, is, is tough. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly a unique season. Last two seasons have been very, very unique. So uh, everybody's uh, doing what they can to get by. Well, listen, man, we just want to take a couple minutes, congratulate you, uh, and just it's it's a hell of an accomplishment. It and, is. And it keeps on going. Yes, it's yes. not over. I mean, it's not over. Yeah, you, keep, you keep playing. So, and, and by the way, don't let Kessel catch you because I know he's only like 25 games behind. So, you, I mean, you got to keep going until Kessel retires at this point, right? <laughs> I, I feel like he's going to play another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, get him to sleep with a lot of cheap women. If you could do that, <laughs> that probably fix it. Phil's a good man. Nice. All right, thanks, Keith. Man, have a great weekend. Congratulations. Appreciate you coming. Thank on. you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I right, keep you. The Iron Man, and to to put some perspective on that, 965 games, 12 years, 4,688 total days, uh, parts of 14 seasons. So when he started, there was no Instagram, there was no Snapchat. <laughs> I mean, like it, it yeah. started more than a decade ago, and he's still going strong. Yeah, that's cool, man. I love it. All right, um, we are diving into the bizarre file. So let's go ahead. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Is this our third one of the day? This is the third Bizarre File of the day. It's part of the regular programming. No, all right. So listen to this, man. We were talking about uh, uh, cold and running earlier uh, Uh uh, when we had um, uh, Alyssa on earlier this morning. A marathon in Siberia may have smashed a Guinness World Record when runners braved temperatures of 63.4 degrees below zero. Oh, man. That, That is lethal. 
Organizers of the Pole of Cold Marathon in Yakutia, Russia, say that the start time of the race was pushed up to the early morning of January 21st after weather forecasters predicted the temperature would dip to 76 degrees below zero. Now, they run from their homes to their cars, right? That's in the, the afternoon. No, they do the full length, Jesus. 26.2 miles. Guinness uh-huh. World Records currently lists the world's coldest marathon as 2001's Siberian Ice Marathon, where temperature was about 38 degrees below zero. This one was 63 degrees below zero. Huge difference. So, I mean, medically, that's that's got to be massively risky. How are we not hearing of fatalities, of fatalities. from this? Russian, oh, they, they had scarves, Preston. Uh, oh. Russian runner uh, Vasily Lukin won the pole of cold marathon in three hours and 22 minutes. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Uh, Let's see. The Walla Walla County Sheriff's Office in Washington State says that an empty rail car was sent rolling on Tuesday afternoon. Employees were attempting to hook the car up to a train when it was bumped, and then it took off downhill to the west. Now, authorities from several different groups rushed to block intersections with the train tracks. The empty car was going 50 miles an hour. Empty train car. Runaway train. Yeah. And continued west. The sheriff's office says that the train finally slowed several miles from Walla Walla near the town of Touche uh, before an employee got on board and applied the brake. And there were no injuries, but it just went off on its own up to 50 miles an hour. Wow. A man who says that he is the world's most prolific sperm donor All right. has claimed that he's fathered 129 children, but now medical experts have warned against his action. Why? Clive Jones, who is 66, listen to this, Steve, has been donating his sperm from his van for nearly 10, for nearly 10 years. Huh. So he's able to, to make the shot every time? And he has nine more children on the way. And he never charges. Yeah, I started a few years ago, and uh, I'm I'm going for the record. <laughs> he never charges for his services, saying that the oh, happiness it good. brings to families is enough. Tell me about my father. Well, he uh, kind of shot out of the back of. <laughs> he said, "I'm probably the world's most prolific sperm donor." Now, being with 138 babies and 129 babies born, nine, wild. nine ongoing pregnancies, he said, "I might continue for another few years, get to 150 anyway." He said, "I know of clinics and sperm merchants." With greater numbers, but they don't donate. Are uh, there sperm merchants? But rather sell semen. He said, I think... I've got some fine sperm here. People who would understand more if they saw the messages I get and the photos of the babies with very happy mothers. He said, I do it for free, though sometimes I ask for a bit of petrol. Ah, uh, it, some bet- petrol there. It is illegal to charge, and it doesn't seem right to take money when I have more of, more than them. Oh, I'm looking at the data here, Preston. He wears jupe. Uh, <laughs> Clive is unable to be an official sperm donor because banks have an upper donor age limit of 45 years old. Uh. Instead, the former teacher links up with families on Facebook. and uh, It can the, go through the Internet? However, the Human Fertilization... <laughs> no, he said it hooks up with them. The, oh, the Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority have now issued a medical warning regarding Clive's activities. The rules state that all donors and patients should be treated at licensed UK clinics. And a spokeswoman for the authority said, as a regulator of UK fertility treatment and research, we don't have the power to stop people from making their own arrangements for sperm donation, but we do want to help them get the information in advance uh, that they need to make the best informed choices, which is why we always encourage them to go to a licensed clinic. Maybe this is a stupid question, but with having that many kids out there, people who are a result of your sperm, uh, I assume the risk of 
accidental incest increases dramatically. That's exactly why they limit people from doing yeah. it. So Clive says that he contacts potential recipients through a sperm donor Facebook page and waits for them to get back to him. He says, I drive somewhere... I'm not likely to be disturbed, and I go into the back of the van, and I pull the curtains down. Then I take the cup and a syringe so the stuff can't come out, put a bag under my arm, and text him to say, I'm outside, and I'll be around in three minutes. Okay. Don't come a-knocking. And that's exactly what he Jesus. does. Sounds so romantic. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> All right, a mom roasted herself. Roasted. It's <laughs> one of the reasons yeah. I brought this story. Uh, after celebrating her son's birthday on the wrong date for years. Oh, my God. Yes. What? TikTok mom Emily Vondi faced a uh, reckoning to settle an issue with an insurance company. The mother discovered that she had been making a terrible mistake. For some reason, she thought that her son's birthday was a day later than it actually was. But that wasn't even the worst part. She said, per my words, my son's birthday is the 26th. I'm his mother. I know his birthday. The insurance company says, no, his birthday's the 25th. The pediatrician had called Vondi to set the record straight on the correct date, but Vondi was convinced that she had it right. Huh. She was going to contact her insurance company and give them a peace of mind of her mind. However, before she did that, she went on Facebook to check her birth announcement to be sure, and yeah. sure enough, she oh was God. wrong. But it wasn't like the kid was 23. It was, it was younger, right? Like, but it was the wrong yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for two years, she said, I've been celebrating his birthday on the 26th. Now I have to call my pedi- pediatrician back and say, you know what? I have my kid's birthday <laughs> wrong. Roasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One last story. Yeah. Super short one here. Uh, frozen potatoes seem like they could be a uh, driving, dr- driving hazard. On Thursday, the Minnesota Department of Transportation said a truck crashed in the eastbound lanes of Interstate 94 and spilled its load of potatoes on the road. Now, I don't always talk about these spilled truck loads. No. But these froze to the road. Wow. Uh, uh, Minnesota DOT had special equipment brought to the scene because they, uh, of the stuck frozen potatoes and the road was closed to all traffic except emergency vehicles. Officials say no injuries were reported and a cleanup was completed around 9.45 a.m., but they had to get the frozen <laughs> potatoes. There's a road froze potatoes. <laughs> off the road. All right, and that is the Bizarre File. Let us take a break. Come back in a second. Can I give away some beer? Let's do it. Call number 13. Going to give you a case of Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, 215-263-WMMR. It's first nationally available USDA certified organic beer with only two and a half carbs, 85 calories, and clean, balanced finish. Let's get you on board. 215-263-WMR, number 13. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's okay. We all want something for free. And this is almost free. You just got to give us a proper answer. I'm talking about the lesson question mm-hmm. for today. And the question, the prize is a pair of tickets to see George Lopez. Uh, is going to be performing, uh, performing Sunday, Saturday, March 12th at the Met. <laughs> all right. So the question I have for you this morning is who 
sang the classic song, He's Got Love Stuck in His Throat. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. Who sang the classic song, He's Got Love Stuck in His Throat. 215-263-WMMR. Let's even know the answer to that. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning, it is brought to you by WMMR and the Preston and Steve logo winter hats. All right, another cool item in the MMR Rock Shop. So there's both WMMR and Preston and Steve logo hats. You just pick one up today. For you, for as a gift for somebody, go to WMMR.com and use the keyword shop. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Kim Kardashian embarrassed herself during an interview admitting that the subtle smell of gardenia and jasmine makes her, quote, really horny. When asked what new boyfriend Pete Davidson smells like, Kim coyly smiled and responded, piss. Oh, <laughs> my God. <clears throat> Actress Sydney Sweeney saying her nude scenes in the HBO series Euphoria have distracted people from taking her seriously. However, a quick perusal of comments from her fans on social media, almost all of them make reference to her serious jugs. Yeah. Oh. And finally, Kanye West making a big announcement yesterday that his follow-up to the hit album Donda will be released very soon. West says the new album will be a direct continuation of Donda and is titled Donda 2, Electric Dondaloo. <laughs> we will go to the phones. We will look for an answer to this question. Who's saying the classic? He's got love stuck in his throat. 215-263-WMMR. And Joe is our caller who's going to give us an answer. Hey, Joe, good morning. How you doing, fellas? Awesome, buddy. All right, Joe, who's saying the classic? He's got love stuck in his throat. That was the recently departed meatloaf. You are yeah. One second, Joe. You got yourself a pair of tickets to see George Lopez Saturday, March 12th at the Met in Philadelphia. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. I just realized what part of the reason why I'm messing stuff up when I'm reading so much is this morning before we started the show, right when I was coming into the studio, okay. I have, uh, I have a, a fairly a mask I'm not used to that I'm wearing now, and I put it on, and I, I pulled it away from my mouth for a second Ooh. and let it go. And so the elastic snapped. Oh, no. It went straight up and the mask went in both of my eyeballs. Oh, no. Like, but, and it's got like an edge on it and they both like slammed it directly onto my eyeball. You got a three stooges. That's totally. Yeah, yeah. Did you totally. scream? What's that? Did you scream? That's... Like Casey saw me coming in. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was like, yeah, my eyes were watering like oh. crazy. My nose was running. And all morning long, I've been having a hard time focusing uh, on... <laughs> sucks. Um, I know! I don't want to go into the weekend like this. With the snowstorm coming, you're going to be useless. So I keep seeing letters that are other Not there? That are not there. Do you see loved ones who have departed? No, I haven't okay. gone that far. That'd be pretty amazing if You just need a, a, a quick drive down the shore and back. You'll be fine. That's yeah. all I need, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you should drive anywhere. You should um, go right home. And yes. I think you should relax. stay here for the weekend. I am going to do that. I, I Maybe I will stay here for the weekend. Has Jackie <laughs> got an area I can... Uh, you've, you've got a bed in the office? Yeah, curl up, too. I saw Jackie this morning. I, I, I got here, and he, I was uh, getting off the elevator, and he was uh, getting on to leave to depart. And it's just like, it was such a nice ray of sunshine. Watch. Watching him leave, he's. Like, I mean, his he's shift so ends fired at up. what midnight. Yes, and he's preparing for tonight for, for right. the Friday well, night show, and it was just it was he was he's excited at 
5 in the morning for his Friday night show. It was really cool. I saw him this morning, too, and he's like, I played Casey's War on Drugs interview. Yeah. <laughs> he was all excited about it. I'm like, you played the whole thing? He's like, well, like a minute and a half of it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, screw that on the website stuff. I put that on the radio. <laughs> I was like, yes, brother. Yeah, he called me last night and made sure I was listening when he did it. Nice. And, and I was. I listened. And That's cool. He, yeah, and then he called me uh, this morning to tell me that he played it. And I was like, yeah, we talked last night. <laughs> It's the best. <laughs> told me that he talked to He's you. Fantastic. Nick. He told he me that he talked to you. Okay. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Nice conversation. I love it. All right. Uh, music news time. Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. By the way, uh, Casey's interview is at uh, WMMR.com. Yes, it is. With the war on drugs front man, Adam uh, Grandisil. Yep. Uh, And, uh, yeah, a nice interview, right? It was. And so they performed at the Met last night. They have another show at the Met tonight. Cool. So, uh, you know, if you're interested, head on over there. Try and buy some tickets at LiveNation.com. All right. All right. I have uh, a handful of stories to go to. We'll begin with this one. Although the days of crazy post-show parties... Was in the past anyway. Slash has revealed that uh, Guns N' Roses' COVID protocols on the row, road only strengthened the band's musical connection. He said on stage it was incredible. The audience had this crazy energy. Uh, the effect on the group as a whole was super positive. And he said no after parties, no record execs, no celebrations. And frankly, it showed on stage. He said the crisis restored our communal passion for music. And we've never enjoyed playing music so much. He went on to talk about the touring party's safety regimen. He said all of our entourage wore masks. There was never any contact with the outside world. No one was invited uh, to the concerts. There were no after parties. We would go straight from the hotel to the venue, back to the hotel until it was time to travel to the next town. And if you told me in the 80s that I wouldn't have, I would not have believed you. I think it was a, a little glimpse of what's to come. And I think we're going to have, uh, have to live with the virus and adapt to it. So, But they found that Toning it down a little afterwards and just focusing specifically oh. on the shows. Virus or no virus, it can't be good to just, t- to like tear it up every night after a show, right? Made it more Takes special. Oh, yeah. Well, I think they're they're sober now. Yeah. Uh, but but still, even just just not hanging out all night yeah. and doing that. So. Get back to the hotel and watch porn. There you go. <laughs> well, silence the trombones and saxophones. The mighty, mighty boss tones are no more. They- oh! It's one of my wife's favorite bands. I thought they broke up years ago, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Uh, but they announced on Facebook that they were breaking up this week. Uh, the news arrived despite reports. Uh, so you're not all that upset then? Oh, I don't care. No. <laughs> Since you knew that they were, or you thought they were broke I up. I thought they were broke <laughs> up. Uh, despite reported plans for the band to play at uh, Slam Dunk Festival this June. Uh, as to the reason for the breakup, uh, the band didn't really give any beyond saying we have decided to no longer continue on. Going in a different direction. <laughs> as a band, and they also sweetly thank their fans for years of support. So, they're done. Uh, let's see. It was 53 years ago on Sunday that the Beatles performed for the last time in public on the roof of the Apple headquarters building in London. For the better part of that January, the group had been filming the rehearsals for a planned comeback concert before Band politics forced him to abort the plan and concentrate on recording a new album tentatively titled Get Back. Now available for global streaming is a complete audio for the Beatles' legendary rooftop performance. Uh, The sound has been mixed in stereo and Dolby Atmos by Giles Martin and Sam O'Kell. Coming to select IMAX theaters for one day only on Sunday is the Beatles' Get Back rooftop concert. The 60-minute presentation which takes place on the 53rd anniversary of the Fab Four's final performance on the rooftop of the Apple headquarters, 
We'll also feature a Q&A portion with director Peter Jackson via satellite. Uh, the concert will go on to see a global theatrical release uh, from February 11th to February 13th. Beatles Get Back, which also features the group's entire rooftop performance, uh, premiered on Disney Plus over three nights in November and will be released on DVD and Blu-ray uh, February 8th. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and I had a little extra room in music news, so I wanted to bring this up because Edie Burkell is not really an uh, artist that we play. But it used the, to be an alt uh, darling for a brief period, right? Yeah, and yeah, in yeah. the 1980s, right, yeah. you know, is when she hit with the New Bohemians. But uh, this is kind of interesting, uh, and she's married to Paul Simon. Yes, sorry. Uh, Edie Burkell has penned 38 Minutes, which is a new musical about her personal experience living through the 2018 False Alarm Nuclear Missile Alert. In Hawaii. Whoa. Remember this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was terrifying. It sure was. So the title is referenced to the length of time between when the state's residents were advised to seek shelter and the moment when officials finally announced that a miscommunication during a drill at the Highway Emergency Management Agency had triggered the terrifying warning. 38 Minutes will receive a workshop this February in Los Angeles following a successful 2019 reading. The workshop cast will be led by Tony nominee Carmen Cusack, who starred in Bright Star, the 2016 Broadway musical that Burkell had written with Steve Martin. Uh, the workshop is directed by Josh Rhodes, music supervised by Rob Brenham, or Bremen, and executive produced by Lisa Dozier. The show focuses on a family vacationing in Hawaii when the alert turns their lives upside down and inside out, revealing more about each other than they'd previously known. That's pretty wild. They thought they were going to die. I remember that whole sure. story. It was crazy. I did a bit about it. I remember we aired it, and it was just a weird... Uh, and it was it was just a mistake, right? Like an automatic yeah. switch had gone or something like that. But everyone for that half hour plus thought North Korean missiles were in the air. Yep, they thought they were on the way. Yeah. They were headed to their location. Terrible. And bend over and yeah. kiss your ass Kiss goodbye. your pineapple wow. goodbye. <laughs> pretty much it, man. <laughs> that would have been... I'm surprised. I'm, I'm curious if, if any people had heart attacks or died. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there were. And then you know? I'm sure there are lawsuits pending, you know, oh, yeah. you know, still to this day. Yeah, maybe. All right, so I thought that was interesting. And that uh, is. Therefore, I put it in music news. All right, we have one final break to take. We're going to do that now. When we get back, we wrap up this show. We give away our Word of the Week prize, and we move out of the way for Radio Legend. Yes. Be right back. Stay with us, I'm man. coming. Yes, <laughs> If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Very saucy Kathy Romano today. <laughs> I just uh, this Why is the snow here already? They said seven. Get her this all is fired up. Very light dusting right now. Uh, there's going to be, re- looking at the at the hourly rollout here, Kathy, looks like there's going to be a break around like one o'clock, and, and then it's going to hit back like five, six o'clock later on tonight. Look at the roads. They're, they're actually, they're, so they're fine. The main, the roads we, we can see. Yeah, but you... Not bad. 
Steve, this you know what this means. It just means accidents. Mm. It does. Oh, However, yeah. though, a lot of people, first off, it's Friday, which is good. And second off, the bulk of this is going to hit. If you, just leave early. Don't don't get stuck out in the, in the uh, evening rush hour. You should be fine. Yep. Uh, hey, I failed to mention this earlier. We have a Daily Rush video uh, that is what am it? and available for you. It is um, Joel and Leah play Brit or Not a Brit. Excellent. So Joel and Leah were here yesterday. From uh, uh, They have a YouTube series uh, about uh, British uh, and American culture, and uh, they're in town right now. In fact, they were supposed to be at the Sixers game last night. I'm curious. They, they, went. they went. Oh, so they did. oh excellent. Okay. We got go. the confirmation. Uh, did they have a good time? They did. I, I know that they didn't hang to the very, very end, uh, and they ended up getting there a little bit later because uh, you know Matt Corb was going to like hook them up with some pregame stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, they were there. I think uh, you know LeBron was supposed to play, he and didn't then, he, then they, they he didn't. Yeah, so, um, they announced but, it very last minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a lot of celebs in attendance last night. Uh, um, Doctor J was there, Meek Mill. Uh, and my Shyamalan went, and I think a lot of the reason that they went was to see LeBron. Ah. And then at like six thirty, they said LeBron's not playing. Mm. But whatever, so they got to see him win. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, we play Brit or not a Brit with uh, Joel and Leah, and uh, see if they can identify actual fellow Brits or Americans masking their Delco accents. And you can go to WMMR.com or keep in mind, uh, we ha- if you follow us on Instagram, follow WMMR, you'll get it delivered right to your feed. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Giggity. Huh. All right, we need to do the letter of the day. I'm assuming that's going to be you, Casey. Yes. I can do it. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Why, as in... Yeah. Right. Caller number eight, it's yours. You <laughs> Friday level, you. Yes. You need to know the word in order to win. I so. like. To, I know. I hear the the, the uh, distortion. I know I'm doing it right. Two one five two six three WMMR. Would you mind doing that again, yeah. Steve? I want to see where it pins right. on the levels here, <clears throat> if you could, please. Yeah, that, that goes way, way above oh, 100%. Yeah. So uh, Bill loves it when we do that, yeah. by the way. Uh, I would like to thank our guest. We had Alyssa Limparis on yeah. this morning. Yeah. Alyssa is performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight, uh, 7.30 show tonight and tomorrow. Uh, and Jared Freed as yeah. well. Yeah. Great as well. He and Alyssa know each other, and he's over at Punchline, and he'll be there tonight and tomorrow night. He has two shows. Go to both shows. You can. 7.30 and 9.45. You could do 7.30 at Helium and then uh, 9.45 at Punchline, if you like. And it was really great to have Keith Yandel on Flyers defenseman. Broke the NHL Ironman record playing his 965th straight game. They played Tuesday night. Or no, I'm sorry. They played tomorrow night uh, against the Kings. No, tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, there's a, a Flyers game in the afternoon and then a Sixers game tomorrow night. Okay. All right, so... I am Iron Man! <laughs> so he continues that. And uh, it was cool to have him on. A very, very nice guy. All right, we're looking for caller number eight, and that just so happens to be Denise. Hi there, Denise. Hi! All right, Denise, if you know our super secret awesome word of the week, you win a prize. I do. What I is do. it? P-A-N-T-Y. Panty. Panty. Yeah. Did that one for Kathy. Can you have just one panty? No, you have to have panties. But Denise, we are going to set you up with a Stephen Singer Jewelers Valentine's Day prize pack. And that includes 
a Ring of Hearts diamond necklace, and a triple Emerald City Rose bundle. One of each of their brand new roses, Emerald City's 24-karat gold-dipped rose, Emerald City Rose Gold Rose, and the Emerald City Platinum Dip Rose with a display stand, signature rose scent, and all from Steven Singer. So congratulations. Yay, hang on just a second. We'll get all that info from you. Take care of it. And don't forget that you can go to Stephen Singer Jewelers. Visit IHateStephenSinger.com for fast, free shipping on Stephen's signature gold dip roses for your Valentine. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme. You can uh, download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And also Trinity Rehab. They can help get rid of your pain. No prescription needed. Trinity-rehab.com. Uh, another, before we leave, a uh, final happy birthday to Nick Murphy. Yay! birthday today. If you know Nick or want to get in touch with him, wish him a happy birthday and sing like Casey Jones. <laughs> happy birthday to Just did. I don't know what that was. I don't know. She's making noise. People love that. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on the program, how about this, man? Philly native G-Love. Yes, G. Always good to talk to Garrett is his name. That's what the G stands yeah. for. So G-Love will be on with us. Uh, we also have uh, Mountaineer Nims Perja. Ah, yes. finally! Who has done the yeah. top 14 peaks in the world. Yeah, all over 8,000 meters. And uh, the last time, he, we were supposed to have him on uh, two or three weeks ago, he couldn't zoom in because he was stuck on another mountain in Argentina. Okay. So he's going to be able to get in touch with us next week. Makes sense. And we will have uh, Crow from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Excellent. On the program next week. So uh, those guests and more, I'm sure, will pop up between now and then. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Be safe in the snow that's coming, gang. And uh, have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the...